Want to welcome everybody live to Hawkeye Hangout here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. We've got a very special show this evening planned. And of course, as you can see on my screen to uh, your right, it is Brad Heinrich, CEO of the Swarm Collective. And Brad, first of all, thank you for taking a, a late evening to talk Hawkeye sports, Hawkeye athletics, and this crazy thing now called NIL. Welcome to the show, Brad. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So I want to give everybody a rundown of what we're, we're doing here this evening. Um, first of all, we've got about 66 people watching now. Be sure to first, as, as always, share this show out on social media. If you're enjoying the content, of course, others will as well. Um, you've got two ways to call in. You can call in by phone at 515-635-1601. We've just got the one line open, but unlimited lines by means of StreamYard. So if you click the link in the description below, I'll also throw it up in the live chat for everybody. Uh, unlimited lines up. So as soon as you call in by means of StreamYard, you'll be able to, to uh, basically join the queue and then we'll get you on. And here's the deal. As Brad and I talked about right before we jumped on, um, anything goes as far as questions, but I want to make everybody plainly aware of this. Uh, there may be certain questions that Brad's not able to answer, either because he doesn't feel comfortable answering, or he simply doesn't have the answer or is not at liberty to answer a question. And, and full disclosure, I have not given, I gave Brad an idea, of, I gave you an idea, Brad, of, of some of the topics I wanted to cover, but I'm the type of person that might throw you a curveball. If you can't answer it, you can't answer it. But I think this will give everybody a good idea of where we're at with NIL, with this collective. And I, I really want to start from the beginning. We already have a, a caller waiting on hold. But I want to ask you, before we get into questions from our viewers, Brad, tell us, first of all, exactly what you do as the CEO of the Swarm Collective. Can you give us an idea? I know you are a busy, busy guy, but can you give us a, a, a brief summary of, of what your job is for Iowa Athletics? No, I, I know you're not directly working for Iowa Athletics, but give us a kind of a background here. Yeah, so so um, as you mentioned, Corey, I, I I do not work for Iowa Athletics, um, and and to be fair, this wasn't something that I originally intended to do. Um, in fact, uh, it's one of those things where I I offered to help some guys that were that were were doing this, um, and. My, my help uh, apparently impressed them enough to where they said, you know what, you're the guy for this. We're stepping aside and, um, you know, it's all yours now, which was well, not my, my intention. But, um, to, you know, to answer your question specifically, what, what, what I do, um, I head up uh, really two separate organizations under the umbrella of what we call Swarm. And the, the, the first organization it's called the Swarm Collective. And, and one of the reasons I got involved in this in the first place is, well, one of them, the main one is that um, I, I'm an actuary by trade. I've got my own, I, I own a, a, a national actuarial firm and, and, I've, and I've, I have some experience in building companies um, and, and running organizations. And so um, when I offered to help, I thought, hey, I can help these guys get it going and, and, and then turn over the keys. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't want the keys back. But in any event, um, so so this this organization called the Swarm Collective, um, it's it's one where where the student athletes can profit on their name, image, and likeness. That's what NIL stands for. Um, it does not stand for now. It's legal. 
Um, the SEC thinks that it stands for now it's legal. Um, but but we here in the Big Ten, you know, know that it stands for uh, name, image, and likeness. And, and by the uh, way, for anybody who doesn't know, you are an SEC. You're in the heart of SEC country. I'm right in the heart. I live in I live in Southwest Florida in Fort Myers, so I get to deal with the SEC folks all the time. Um, but in, in any event, um, as I was kind of mentioning before, one of the reasons I got into this is is because I wanted to do this the right way. Um, and the right way I thought would be to figure out a way to take this NIL thing that has very negative connotation amongst Iowa fans and then just sports fans in general and try to turn it into some good for the, for the Southeast Iowa community. And, and so I, I created the Swarm Collective and essentially what we do is we pay football players, men's basketball players and women's basketball players to go do charity work. Today, if you were looking at the Iowa Swarm Instagram or, or Twitter uh, posts, we had some football players delivering Meals on Wheels to, to people that um, aren't able to, to, to get out and, uh, you know, and do their own shopping for themselves. Um, we're, doing, we're, we're scheduling events all the time. We pay the players. They do the charity work. Sometimes they'll go to, say, the United Way and sign a bunch of autographs and we sell the autographs for whatever the number is, and those those the, all the monies that we raise go to the United Way, for example. Um, you know, those are the kinds of things that we're doing. We're trying to raise money for charity. We're trying to do work for charity, um, help out the community, and 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 at the same time allow these student athletes to make money on their name, image, and likeness. So we so we so I help the fundraising efforts. Um, you know, getting donors to give us money. And, and then, and by the way, it's tax deductible. And then I help Jane Oswald, our, our events coordinator, help plan the events, run the events. Um, they, and then that's where the, the, the student athletes get paid. That's where we help the charities, um, that sort of thing. So that's sort of the, the, the first component of it. The second component um, is, is, uh, is where, oh, and by the way, the, the collective, I should say, each student athlete in football, on the football team, the basketball team, whether they are the leading scorer or the quarterback or whether they are third string, they, they each have the same opportunity. So the idea there is, is to make it somewhat socialized where every student athlete has the same opportunity to earn the same amount of money on a monthly basis. And, and that is actually has been really effective because now you don't have a lot of, there's no jealousy in the locker room. Hey, they all get the same opportunity, so on and so forth. Then I have this other organization um, still under the swarm where what I'm trying to do there is to take maybe the more decorated or accomplished student athletes in those three sports and hook them up with local businesses, national businesses, whoever you, you, you may come up with, um, usually corporations that are willing to sponsor a particular athlete to help them do marketing or, or what have you for, for that organization. This is where your studs get paid, so to speak. Um, that's, that's the, that piece of it. So you have the, the socialistic, you know, all for charity piece. And then you have the piece where, where, you know, high V or whoever, you know, could, could pay a student athlete to, um, to do marketing or whatever uh, for them. 
and we help we help facilitate that. We help provide the legal work. We protect the student athletes so that they're not signing legal documents that might um, put them in bad shape for the rest of their uh, you know for the rest of their career. Um, you know, we're just looking out for the student athletes, trying to help them maximize their NIL opportunities. Um, both of my, both of the organizations are nonprofits. I, I'm not, I, there's nothing in this for me other than I want the Hawks to win, man. That's it. Uh, it's, it's about, it's, I want the Hawks to win. I want these kids to do well. I want to help the community as best I possibly can. Um, that's your, that's your, I don't know if that's brief or not, but that's kind of the, the overview of, of what I'm trying to accomplish. No, I appreciate that, Brad. And can you give us, I mean, I know you said you, obviously have a history and a, a, a record a resume that features the ability to build business, build an organization. But did you grow up in the state of Iowa? I know you live in Florida now. No, I, I grew up in the Kansas City area. Um, I'm a former student athlete. If we consider golf part of the uh, – if golf is a sport, um, then I'm a, I'm a former student athlete. I, I played on the golf team at Iowa from 92 to 97, so I'm, I'm plenty old at this point. Um who said golf? Who, who's making the claim that golf isn't a sport? <laughs> oh, talk to any football player or basketball oh. player. They'll tell me all the time that that, that golf doesn't count as a sport. They, oh. You know, a lot of them will tell me that any sport that you can drink while you're doing it is not a sport. You know, it's kind of hard to argue, but that's that's you know that's that's what they say. Yeah. Any yeah. in any event, I, I I didn't do any drinking while I was playing that sport for the University of Iowa. Let's make that clear. <laughs> Um, so you, I mean, what made you pick Iowa? I guess flashback to when you made that decision. Uh, well, that, that <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing since you asked. Um, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, you, you know, your seventeen and eight year old minds are are different um, than than what you would normally think. But um, most of my family went to the University of Oklahoma. Oklahoma was ranked one or two in the country, and uh, they, they didn't want me as a scholarship athlete uh, on their golf team. And, and it was the big eight at the time. And so I, uh, instead of going to one of the other big eight schools that they all basically wanted me there, um, I said, I don't want to play against Oklahoma. I want to go outside the conference. So I went to the big 10 and went to Iowa. That just shows you just how, how juvenile my mind uh, was. Um, it helped that there was an actuarial science program at Iowa. That was something that I, I, I wanted to do if, if uh, you know, once my once my golf tenure ended. So flash forward to the really the conception of this collective. Yep. Uh, and you talked about how your initial intent was to kind of help things get going, help people get this thing started and maybe provide some good insight in certain areas. How much time does this involve, though, Brad? You're a guy who's I mean, you're still obviously have to work to support yourself. How much time does the Swarm Collective and everything that encompasses that project, how much time does that take? I'd say I'd probably spend 30 to 40 hours a week on this. Probably spend and you're telling me, so, 50 hours a week on my real job, you know, so it's... This this is not a, you're not a public employee, so I, you don't have to answer this question, but no. are you saying that you don't get anything from this? Is there, I don't take a salary. I don't take a salary. Corey, I don't take a salary. Um, we have two full-time employees who are paid. Um, I don't take a salary. In fact, I've, I've donated six, uh, you know, six figures to this 
because I want it to be successful. Um, I, I, I'm this is philanthropic for me, um, and and so am I. What am I getting from this? I'm to be honest, I'm getting I'm getting great relationships. I've got to meet some of the really cool student athletes in our in our in our programs. I've gotten to know the coaches like really well. Um, all of them, quite frankly, not maybe not all of them, but most of them. Um, I feel like I'm a part of the success and failure of of, of each of these programs. Um, and and so as a as a Hawkeye fan, I mean, what what what's better? You know, I feel like I'm 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 inside the huddle. It's what it feels like. And so, you know, my fandom, my my you know inner. Uh, Hawkeye fan, and this is this is fun for me. This is this is a hobby, and uh, it's an expensive hobby and a time-consuming hobby, but it's a labor of love. Well, we appreciate you uh, taking that under, and uh, I know a lot of people have been um, confused as to, or not even confused, but disappointed in the direction that NIL as a whole has taken. We we, t- we hear the term "wild wild west," and you talked about the two different facets of this collective specifically. For the people that don't understand, because I know there are still people who don't understand, can you just real quickly, again, give everybody a brief explanation, the difference between pay for play and what this collective is and what you're what you're doing? Yeah, pay for play would be, um, you know, Corey, you're the you're you're the starting quarterback for the Hawkeyes. I'm going to give you one hundred thousand dollars for being the starting quarterback or. Or I'm gonna, you know, and 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 that's that's uh, you're not doing anything for it. You're just you're just playing football, and I'm just gonna pay you to play football. Um, that's that's not what we're we're doing. Um, each of these kids that get nil deals has to do something. They have to do marketing for the organization that they're they're doing their that they've contracted with. Um, it could be. You know, for example, it could be like, well, you guys have probably seen that Riverside or Elite Casinos, I guess is what mm-hmm. they are, the the parent organization. Elite Casinos has given us a half a million dollars. And and for that half a million dollars, these kids are going to do a whole lot of work at with through some of the charities that they're affiliated with. These kids are going to do work for the money. They're not going to just be on the team or be a good player. Um so that's the that's the, the the difference is that we're I'm make I'm trying to make them do good things for the community as best as possible. I'm trying to help them earn money for the corporations who are sponsoring them. I want them to earn earn their keep, so to speak, to to get this money. They're not just getting it for being a Hawkeye athlete. And now we're going to start the questions that you may not be able Let to answer. Rip. Let them rip. So, so the first thing that came to my mind, Brad, and you're talking about this, is is I'll give you a perfect example, uh, and I think the cat's out of the bag that Cade McNamara NIL was a part of that. Is that safe to say? Safe. NIL was a part of Iowa being able to land Cade McNamara more than just the more than just the part of the collective where he's paid like everyone else. Yeah. Is it fair to say the other part of the collective yes. played a big role in his in coming here? Yes, I mean you know Cade. Cade uh, <laughs> You know, I can't talk about the specifics of of Cade's deals, but what I can say is that that if it wasn't for the swarm, um, I'm not sure that Cade would have come. I mean, he he may have. Uh, we will never know. 
but it was part of something he wanted to know about when he was trying to decide where to go. And, and he wanted to know what kind of war chest we have at the swarm. And he wanted to know whether he wanted to know what kind of opportunities he may have when he comes here and, and what we had. And we were probably, I guess, five or six months in um, at that time, we had assembled enough that he was uh, impressed in fact, he's even said, I think, on another podcast with uh, Jordan Palmer, he was he he basically said that our our collective is better than Michigan's, and um, I'm not sure it'll be that way for long. Michigan's not, you know, Michigan probably watched that podcast and said, all right, you know, we're not going to let the little Iowa people beat us. So they're probably they're probably, you know, building an empire as we speak. Um, but but you know, he was impressed by what we what we had put together. Um, and, um, I think if you talk to him today, I think he would, he would, he would sing the praises of the swarm. All right. Before we get to our first caller, I'm going to warn you again, Brad, that this is an open, I don't have a call screener here, so we may get, I I expect, I expect them to ask me about Brian Ferentz, at least in the first two or three calls. (laughs) Well, I'm going to ask you about, you're wrong. I'm going to ask you about, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Before we get to Brian, we may get to a caller who's, uh, Got nothing better to do but to uh, troll. So let's just see what we got here. Let's get to our first caller. Thank you for calling Hawkeye Hangout here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Who's on the line? I'm horny as hell. All righty. Case in point. And I made him wait for 25 seconds, Brad. So that's – or 25 minutes, excuse me. So the call line is back open, folks. If you want to give us a call, 515-635-1601. So you brought up Brian Ferentz. I I mean, I see the comments in the chat. I mean, you got to address it. Um, I – you know, I've talked about Brian at length, had different people tell me different things. Um, it seems like every day I hear something different. Uh, and, and, of course, you're you're filtering through, okay, who's a credible source on this, who's not. You're obviously very in touch with the program, Brad. So I think yeah. it's more than fair to ask you your take on the situation and to our caller that just called in. I'm going to put you on a brief hold. Can you give us an idea of where you stand with what you think is going to happen with the staff? Are we... Business as normal, do you foresee a situation where Brian is considering taking a job at the next level somewhere else? Where do you stand on the, the Brian Ferentz situation? Well, let's make sure we're clear on one thing, and that is I, I, don't, I, I don't control who the coaching staff is uh, on, any, on any sport. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I help support whatever staff is there, so let's just make sure we're we're, sure, we're clear about that. I also I I'm probably more in tune with with the players than I am about uh you know who's who's you know the, the going to be the coach and whatnot. But having said that, you know from my my intel and my what I know, um, and don't shoot the messenger here for some of you people. I I, I I'm pretty sure Brian Ferentz is going to be back. Um, is it a done deal yet? I don't think that it is, but I I get the um. I, in, in my my understanding is is that that that's that's the direction we're headed. So, um, you know, things can change. It's a fluid situation, but um, that's 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 where I think things are headed. I think that he'll be back um, as the offensive coordinator. I think that there there's going to be some changes to the way that um, we approach offense with with Cade McNamara. He's 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 dynamic. He's a little bit different. Uh, type of player than what we've had in the past. And, and, and so um, 
with 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 some different personnel. I think I think the Hawkeye fans will see something a bit different than what than what they've seen the last couple of years, at least. Um, hopefully, and um, but I but I I do believe that 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 he'll be he'll be back as the offensive coordinator. Um, that's my if I if I was in Vegas and I had to make a bet, yet yeah, is he back or is he not? I'm putting I'm putting my chips on he'll be back. And you care to give a? Uh, I mean, how confident are you in that? Enough to make a pretty big bet. Okay. Um, with that being said, you said you think he'll be back as OC. So do you, yeah. do you foresee any? I mean, I know again, you have the right. Yeah, to- again, it's a bet. It's not. A, it's not. A, this isn't a. You know, sure. the, 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 the game hasn't been played. It's not a. It's not a done deal at this point. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm. You're asking me to to where am I going to put my wager? If I'm in Vegas, I'm going to put him on on him being back. Um, yeah. You know, I think he'll be offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think he'll be offensive coordinator. Yes. Okay. And and he'll be he'll be calling run game, pass game, all that. Yeah, I don't think there'll be. I, you know, the one thing people don't really, a lot of people don't know is that there are there are limits to the number of coaches that you can right. have on the staff, and right. and so, you know, they can't just go out of the out of the blue and and um, say, hey. You know, I, I want to bring on whoever to be the pass game coordinator or whatever. They could bring right. someone on to be a pass game coordinator, but then somebody else on the staff has to leave. Exactly. I've, yeah. said, I've had that conversation with so many people, Brad. They go promote John Budmeyer, make him the passing. So who are you firing? <laughs> you got to let somebody go. Are you going to fire right. Kelton Copeland? Are you going to fire George Barnett? Those are two position groups that have struggled. And it's, yeah. it's not yeah. that simple as you just said. I don't think people realize that. Yeah, it, it, it's not. And, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't realize that either until probably the last six months when I've asked about, Hey, why, why don't you hire a coach to do this? And they're like, well, you'll have a limit on number of coaches. So right. uh, um, I'm learning to. How surprised final question on this and we'll move on. At least final question for me. Sure. How surprised will you be if tomorrow we get an announcement that Brian Ferentz has been hired by, I don't know the New England Patriots. Shocked. You'll be shocked. Okay. I'll be well, shocked. I mean, I, I let's put it this way: it would be a turn of events. But yeah, you know, again, yeah, it could happen. It could happen. I'm not. I you know, I don't know everything. Um, it could happen. Would it surprise me? Yes. And if that did happen, I I, I would. I, I I think I would know who the next offensive coordinator would be. John Budmeyer. Well, no, <laughs> you're gonna drop the you're gonna drop the name here. Well, so I mean, I, that's who I would bet. I mean, I, that's just who I would think. I mean, I again, that's all speculative. But there, that nobody's told me that. That's totally yeah. my my. This is Brad's opinion. Um, sure. You know what I know about John is, and, and I've listened. I've actually sat in a in a in a room listening to that guy. He's he's really bright. Um, very good coach. Um, he can't be on the field, but he can be in the you know, position room meetings and whatnot. He's a really bright guy. Um, you know, he's he's turned down offensive coordinator jobs, um, and I don't know that he would do that if he thought that he was just going to be a, um, what do you call it, consultant forever at Iowa. So, I, I mean, I, I, think, I think that he, he, he's, um, he, he would be a good or an adequate I don't know what you want to call it. I think that he would he would be a good addition to the staff if someone were to leave. Again, someone has to leave before that has a, that even has a has a possibility. So he has turned down offensive coordinator jobs at the Power Five level, at the FBS level, Division One level. 
can you division one level? I don't know if I I I, I don't know specifically which okay. which positions. I, I don't know. Because um, Brad, you know, I, I know he's a pretty coveted guy. You know how I would challenge you on this, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't I don't know much about John Budmeyer other than he's married yeah. in the Hartley family and he coached with Paul Chris and he was the OC. But my my argument the other way would say I, I don't love that I that hire simply because he was a quarterbacks coach at Wisconsin. They were okay. I know they had a really good year. I think it was Alex Hornibrook when he had a record-setting year. And then he was he was an OC for one year, and Colorado State's offense was terrible. So that's how I would challenge you back. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I, I don't know that that hire would make yeah, yeah. people on the outside and, yeah. happen. And, and, I, and I guess what I would tell you is I, I, I'm not – I'm not here to argue whether it's sure whether it's a good hire or not hire. You, you know, I, I, I've I've had firsthand experience with him, and I was impressed. When I say I was yeah. impressed, I couldn't understand a word that that was being said amongst these quarterbacks. They have all this. I mean, it's a, like a different language that they talk about, but or talk. But um, yeah, I, I'm just telling you what I think would happen. Not and, and necessarily whether it was if I was the coach, this is what I would do. This sure. is I'm just yeah. telling you what I what I think would happen. Sure, and and I'm just giving you the other perspective, but you also it sounds like you you believe that that Kirk and, and the Iowa staff think very highly of John. I mean, there's yeah, a reason I why think, they I do staff. think they think very highly. I know they think highly of John, yeah. and and they they value his input, or they wouldn't um, they wouldn't have him on as a consultant because, as you know, they haven't had you know for Kirk's 24 years. I, how many years have they had a consultant? I don't know that. I think Budmar may be the only one. Have they had other consultants? Maybe they have, and they I just analysts. don't know. They have analysts every year, but not. I, I don't know. I'd have to look. I don't know that they've had somebody with the resume of a Budmeyer who's working in that capacity. I mean, I, again, I your yeah. your your uh, vantage point would be better than mine. I know there's analysts every year, but uh, he certainly I, I, is someone. He, he he. There's a reason why he became a big talking point last summer because of where he'd been, who he'd worked right. with. Well, and and I'll, and I'll also say this too. Another reason why I think that he might be next up, he has a very close relationship with the McNamara's and Kate, right? Because he recruited Kate's brother right. um, to Colorado State, and so you know, and I think that Bud Meyer had something to do, a, a lot to do with Kate wanting to come here and feeling comfortable here because he knows, you know, there's a there's a degree of comfort there that he knows what kind of coaching he's going to be getting, and so. You know, it's sort of it's sort of a natural that that Bud Meyer might be, you know, next up if there was a next up. Cole says that you are George Barnett's doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of resemble. There's some resemblance there, a little bit. Yeah, I, I know a whole lot less about coaching the offensive line than he does. I'll <laughs> tell you that. I I don't know. I'm I'm big and fat, but I don't. But I but I don't know anything about coaching offensive line. You calling George Barnett fat? Uh, I said I'm big and fat, not George. So I guess to expand on that, you you already put your chips down on Brian Ferentz will be back. He'll be back as the OC. My prediction. We'll see if I'm right. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. You're no guarantee, and you're you, as you admitted, you're not. You know, you're not. I guess in Kirk Ferentz's mind, per se. Uh, as it relates to the rest of the staff, do you foresee any staff changes? I don't. Okay. Let's get to our first caller who's on on hold. Thank you for calling Hawkeye Hangout here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Who's on the line? Hey, Corey. Zach. How's it going? Good. How are you, Zach? Good. So no trolling here. A um, couple questions I have, and then I'll let you get to some other callers. Yeah. Um, first one I have is I know uh, he had mentioned 
the three major sports, football, men's basketball, women's basketball, how involved are, I think they call it the quote-unquote non-revenue sports, you know, baseball, softball, golf, field hockey, and all that. How much of that is, is in, if that is in the collective or not? And then secondly, <clears throat> um, is there like vetting processes and stuff to make sure that, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, like something nefarious might not happen behind the scenes, you know, maybe pay a little extra to throw a game or something like that. Um, you know, just kind of that background of what NIL is. So, Wait, hold on a second. Thanks for taking the, go ahead. Before, before you go get off, you, I, that next question, that second question, can you expound on that? You're talking about who's paying, who, who might be paying extra to throw a game? Like, no, like if there was someone, you know, involved in that corporation who would say, hey, I'll pay a little extra to not win <laughs> kind of thing. Brad, do you, you have any – is that ever – Well, I mean, I guess my answer to – to well, let's answer. I'll answer them both. The the, the first question um, about the minor mm-hmm. sports, we we don't. And, and by the way, I'm a former golfer, so the 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 non revenue sports are near and dear to my heart. Okay, um, but but I I want to make sure that our revenue producing sports are super competitive. And if I included all the sports and I raised money for all the sports and gave money and paid pay to the all the student athletes to do charity work what i'm paying per head would be pretty small it would dilute the donations and what would happen then is that our revenue producing sport players would not get enough to to probably want to stay and we would have a mass exodus and and have uh, have roster retention problems and so we don't cover the minor sports and that's one of the reasons why you know that's one of the things that that the athletic department wishes I would do differently um, in order and that would make them feel better about title nine issues and those kinds of things um, the part about the the throwing the game you know I guess my answer to that was that that, that could happen that could ha- that, that could happen before that happened before Nil um, Boston College for example um, I, I think you know that could still happen. Um, I can tell you that that the organizations that I have dealt with that are that have contracted with players, they're usually led by Hawkeye fans, um, and they th- that's the absolute last thing on their mind. Um, instead, they're wanting to make the players stick around and feel valued as players at Iowa, um, not the not uh, to do something nefarious that might help. Uh, them win a bet, if you will. So I, I'm not I'm not any more worried about that than I was before nil. Um. So. Gotcha. Anything else, Zach? And that, nope, that's all I had. Thanks for the thanks for the good work, and uh, you have a nice evening. Thank Go you, Hawks! Sir. Yeah. Absolutely, go Hawks! Um, couple questions here in our chat. Uh, again, this is probably going to fall into the I can't answer uh, umbrella, but we'll see what happens. Jesse wants to know, is Caitlin Clark the highest paid NIL Iowa athlete? Um, I, I, I don't think that's a far stretch, but I don't have the details of Caitlin's uh, NIL deals. Her her NIL deals were, were, were most of all of them, I think, were um, – Signed, sealed, and delivered before the swarm even 
came into existence. So um, believe this or not, Caitlin hasn't called me up to share me the share with me the details of her <laughs> of her of her nil deals. So I, I I don't have the the answer to that question, but I, I think that it would be reasonable to assume um, that that's the case. Again, I, I don't I can't I can't confirm nor deny, but that would be my guess if I was having to guess. Is it fair to say that as great as what what you're doing, Caitlin Clark might not need the swarm? Oh, I, I don't think she needs the swarm. She's doing great on her own. And, and, and quite frankly, I'm fine if 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 other student athletes don't go through the swarm. This isn't this isn't a competition for me. This isn't a this isn't this isn't a for profit business. I'm not you know I'm not I'm here to help. Um, and 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 so that's that's kind of the way I view it. If someone wants to do a deal outside of the swarm, then by all means do it if that's what you if that's where they want to go if they do it through the swarm i'm going to make sure that the that the the uh all the back end reporting is is legit and and put together i'm going to make sure that the contract that they're signing is in their best interest that's not going to the that's not going to put handcuffs on them later um you know i'm going to be looking out for them but some folks would rather do their own thing and that's fine um that's up to them Number of folks to call is 515-635-1601. You can join by video. You don't have to have your video on, I guess, but you can have it off. But by StreamYard, click the link in the live chat that I threw up there. And, of course, it's in the description below as well. And people active in the chat early here. I see Gary wants to know how involved with recruiting is the Swarm Collective. You talked about extra incentives for certain student athletes, uh, Brad. But certainly when NIL, the, the, that initiative officially came into place uh, for college athletics NIL. I, I, I don't think a lot of people, maybe some people did. I don't think a lot of people wanted it to turn into a recruiting incentive. The reality is, is I think it has, can you expound on, on sure. that and how it's, much it's, it's a really good, involved? it's a really good question. And um, the, 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 the rule is that, and it's a crazy one. You're not, supposed to induce a student athlete to come to your school with nil money okay that's the rule um so what's the loophole it's the most it's the most broken rule i think in in in, in the nil world um and and to some if you talk to some collective people they would say you, you know the way that they view the rule is well uh, it, you know, it's kind of like the way they view the, the speed limit. If it's speed limit, it's 70 and everybody's driving 80. It's okay to drive 80. Um, that's the way a lot of the, 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 the people have approached it. With that said, with that said, you know, it, it, it's, in the, it's, we are very involved. Um, when I say very involved student athletes, well, we're not there trying to, to induce them student athletes, whether it's a Caden McNamara, Eric All, any of these guys, they they you know NIL might be part of their decision making process, and they're going to want to know about NIL. How how does the NIL program at Iowa work? You know how does what, what are these two umbrellas? What are these about? What am I? What are, what are other people getting? What kind of what kind of deals that you know could I expect if I was going to be at Iowa? Um, those are fair questions, and and those are those are things that 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 these recruits want to hear about. And, and so I do get involved 
from that standpoint. They want to know what kind of war chest we have. How much money have you raised? What you know? What <laughs> what's the future going to look like here for me if I'm there? Um, those are very fair questions, and those are those are those are the questions that I get all the time. Now there are some there are some kids that do not care about about NIL money. Um, you know, I'll give you a perfect one. If Jack Campbell was coming out of high school and he was as coveted as he is coming out of college, I would still tell you that dude would not care about NIL money. That's just the way the guy is wired. He doesn't care. He doesn't. He, it's not about the money. Tyler Linderbaum's basically the same same way, right? I think he took his NIL money and gave it to the hospital. Um, you know, there are people that are just wired differently. Some people, you know, the, the financial piece because is a is a is a part of their decision making process. For others, it's it's just not anything that they they want to consider. And and you know, it's just like, let me just say this, Corey. College athletics is becoming just like my company and other companies out there, meaning that I pay them something and they talk to other people at other firms, my comp- my competitors. And if they know that they can make more money working for one of my competitors, what are they going to do? They're going to leave to go work there unless they think that their opportunity is just that much better here and they enjoy it that much more, whatever. But a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are going to follow their best financial interests. And that's the, that's the new world of college athletics as well. I don't know that I can necessarily blame a kid for that because it's the same kind of mindset that you or I might have working in the corporate world. Great answer. No, I, 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 so many people want to, you know, compare it to professional sports, but the reality is, uh, you know, there's there's a salary cap, right? We, I mean, that's is that kind of the big difference right now with where college athletics is, and there's con, there's there are contracts that keep guys in in a certain organization, and there are salary caps to avoid the discrepancy between you know the Alabamas of the world and the Vanderbilts or the the you know what I'm saying there. There's a difference, right? Yeah. Well, the the, the crazy part is there is no salary cap. Right. There's not. It's I guess in that case, it's like baseball. Right. To some level that there is no salary cap. And now there's also free agency and the free agencies for anybody. They don't have to sit out. And so if you think about it, so they can they're free to leave at any time They're You know, that's 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 just the case. And um, they don't have to sit out anymore like they used to. And by the way, that would be a great solution to make people sit out again. Because then I don't think the transfer portal will be nearly as 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 big a deal as it currently is. Um, but uh, yeah, there is no salary cap, um, which is one of the reasons one of the reasons why I, I'm trying so hard to raise money because it is a it is an arms race. the The old arms race was okay. Who has the nicest locker room? Who has the nicest stadium? Who has the nicest athletic dorm? Do they have a you know, is it, do they have their own personal bathrooms and stuff? All that stuff. Guess what? None of that stuff matters anymore. I'm just being honest. It doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Anymore. When do we ever hear about facilities? <laughs> they, they don't, they don't matter anymore. The facilities do not, you ask any of those kids in the, in, in, in Carver or in, in the football facility, how much, you know, rank NIL versus the facility in terms of what you care most about. 
they're going to be like, we'll play it. We'll play at our old high school. We don't care, but pay us. You know, they're, they're going to want to make, and I'm not trying to make these people look like greedy, you know, greedy people. They're just, they're just, they're just normal. They're normal kids. And uh, well, they're not just normal. They're exceptional athletes and, and good students. And they're all really good kids. Um, and, and so uh, the NIL piece is now where I'm hopeful that Hawkeye fans see the light, understand that this is the new normal, this is the new world, and that they'll donate to the swarm to help us be competitive. You guys have seen the Kirk Ferentz video probably that was that was blasted. The Afran video is coming out in the next few days saying very much the same, and then a Lisa Bluter video will be following that one. Um, it, it, this, is, this, is the, this is the new arms race. It will the rules change eventually? I'm sure that they will. Um, I don't know when and I don't know how, but uh, this is this is this is how how we can compete. And if we don't, if we do not fund our NIL program, we will start to die. A, 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 we'll start to. Fran would tell you it'll be a fast death. Um, I don't know that it'll be super fast, but it'll be, it, it will it it will be painful. Brad, uh, Ben wants to uh, tell you that Iowa fans are lucky to have your advocacy and initiative. Where would you rank Iowa currently in the NIL landscape? Top half, half of Power Five, top twenty percent. Have a thought on that? Yeah, I mean we're, we're we're certainly in the top half of Power Five. I would say we're in the top half of the Big Ten. Um, you know, Ohio State. Would that surprise anybody that they're that they're doing a pretty good job? Um, Why the the slow reaction from Michigan? you have any idea why that's been somewhat of an issue? Well, yeah, here's the the thing. Um, You got to have somebody that's not affiliated with the athletic department that just takes the initiative and says, I'm going to build this thing. And I know, and I'm going to figure out how to do it. And I'm going to put an infrastructure together. I'm going to spend some time on it and I'm going to, I'm going to build this NIL collective. It, it, it's not something that athletics can actually do. They can't. They can't do it for them. The Michigan Athletic Department cannot do it. Do it for them. Somebody, some alumni out there, alumnus out there, had to do it. And I and I and I. My gut reaction. I don't know the person. Um, my gut reaction is that the person maybe maybe didn't ha- you know didn't devote enough time. Um, wasn't organized. You know, it's, it's, it, why do why do lots of businesses struggle? There's there's a there's a variety of reasons, and I don't know what their reason is. My hunch is is that that once they it becomes known that they're struggling, somebody in the Michigan <laughs> uh, universe uh, is or or will step up and make make their collective great, just because they have more alumni than any other university in the country or at least very few have more anyway um so you have to think that they're gonna they're gonna the build a pretty big war chest sooner or later but as it stands if you were asked Cade, Cade would tell you that we're off to a much better start appreciate the, the super chat there from ben and then doug thank you for the super chat he says what is brad's opinion on uh, lsu gymnast olivia is it pronounced done yeah um can it be hard if the athlete makes more than the coach and other problems? Um, 
So I, I'm not, a, I'm not, I guess I'm not real familiar with the situation with Olivia Dunn. Maybe you are Brad. Um, well, I would tell you that, that, uh, I think Olivia Dunn is popular, maybe less so for her ability to get great numbers on the vault and maybe more, uh, based on how she looks. Sure. Um, and, and so, you know, my, my opinion is that good for her, uh, well, you know, I, I have, I don't have any problem with anybody making money. I'm all for it. And if a student has to make money, yeah, go, yeah, go get it. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, you know, the, the athlete making more than the coach, that's the, that's the free market, right? Um, Absolutely. That's, that's it. You know, there's who, who's going to be more beneficial um, to a company that needs somebody to, to market their goods or services. Is it going to be the gymnastics coach or is it going to be the beautiful gymnast? That, you know, that, that company apparently has decided that it's the, it's the, it's the, the gymnast, not the coach. And so that's why the gymnast makes more. I mean, that's, you know, will it, will it happen? I mean, look at, look at the NBA or any of the other, you know, the, the, the players are the ones that make the most money on the professional stage. Um, yeah, I was about to say that. I last check, Luka Doncic makes more than Jason Kidd. Uh, he does. <laughs> last he does. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not that surprising. Um, it, it, you know, it's but it's you know, can NIL cause a lot of problems? To to Doug's point, absolutely. And and that's one of the things that I'm proud of with our organization is that in the in our collective, everybody has the ability to make the same you know, just in the regular socialistic collective. Look at what Texas A&M did. Remember how Texas A&M, they paid r- reportedly. And that's the other part about NIL. You never know exactly how much someone's getting. Um, it's just reported, right? Reportedly, they spent 30-something million bucks on a recruiting class, right? Okay, so they spend that kind of money on a recruiting class. What did Texas A&M, what was their record last year? Four and eight, five and seven. I mean, they, no. they didn't go to a bowl game. And they've had a mass exodus of players. So if I was to guess, and I, I'm not in their locker room, but if I was to guess, there may be some toxicity that came along with NIL when it came to that organization. And so it's not a, uh, uh, you know, it's it, it, NIL could could be poisonous if you're not careful, you're not if you're not doing it right. So. Ben says, Corey, I got a big question. You're at a bar. You see an Iowa four and ISU nine. Which one are you making a move on? Uh, I'm going to uh, say none, Ben, because uh, I, I don't think my wife would appreciate that. And also, I don't go to bars. Uh, I, so uh, I'm, I'm loyal to my wife and I don't go to bars. So uh, that's an easy way to I know that's not the, the answer that Ben wanted, but that's the uh, I, I didn't. Yeah, I yeah, this is this is completely I'm a Hawkeye fan. I, I think. You know how could there possibly be an ISU nine? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. You automatically. Even, this is this isn't even a real question. You automatically get a three point deduction based on <laughs> based on an Iowa State shirt. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Hawkeye Bernie says, uh, "Do you know what goes on inside the program?" I know that's kind of a vague question, but I guess maybe a better question to kind of piggyback off this is. 
how much do you stay in contact with with Kirk Ferentz, with Brian Ferentz, with Phil Parker, and and the yeah. people that matter on the inside? I would say I talk to someone within Iowa football at least once a day, and, and by text, by phone, yeah. all of the above. Yeah, yeah. So, I, do I know everything that goes on inside? Absolutely not. Do I know a heck of a lot more than I ever once did when I was Joe fan? Yes. <laughs> Um, and you know, let me, let me give you a, a, a cool story. Um, when I, when I put the swarm together, uh, I, I, I asked Kirk if I could talk to all the players and he said, sure. What time set up a time. So this is in like, I guess probably the beginning of August they're in camp, right? So they're all miserable, hurting, hot, you know, all those things. And, they all they all went into this into the football facility into their big they have this big room inside the football facility that has enough seats for everybody on the team okay and offense sits on one side and defense sits on the other kind of interesting uh, dynamic and so I go in there there was not one single coach in there so I got to talk to all the kids myself okay so it was just me I gave them a presentation of what I was trying to do and um, got done said, hey, anybody have any questions? What, you know, let it rip, whatever you want. And so there were probably a handful of questions. And I answered those questions. They said, anybody else? No. Okay. All right. Go Hawks. All right. So everybody gets up to leave. Wouldn't you know it, every single player in that room, 125 of them, came up, shook my head, hand, and said thank you. I thought that was pretty impressive, right? I mean, think about that. No, there's no, there are no coaches around. There's nobody that that's telling them to do this. They got up individually, got in a line. Every one of them shook my hand and said thank you. I, I, I walked away and I kind of like, man, that was pretty impressive. Um, the Iowa football is doing something right with these kids. I'm not talking about, you, you know. Uh, necessarily what they're doing on the field, but what they're doing off the field, I was, I was really impressed by that. And that's, I mean, that that's what you love about Kirk Ferentz and, and character. And, 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 and you know, let's go back to the Hayden Fry era, right? You grew up in the yep. uh, the Hayden Fry era. That's right. So you appreciate both because both guys were so much different personality-wise and yet, and, and, and I mean, what they stand for on the football field. I mean, both guys, you know, you run first offense, and but they're very different as far as coaches. But, boy, character-wise, those guys couldn't be more similar. Is that fair to say from your experience? Yeah, and, and I – yeah, that, that that's very true. That's very true. Um, both of them – I got to know both coaches. Uh, one, I was in school with Hayden. Um, the other one, obviously, with Kirk. Both coaches have incredible memories. Really amazing. Yeah. Um, I'll, quick Hayden story you'll, you, you might enjoy. So Hayden – was at the golf driving range uh, lots of times trying to let, he had this horrible slice, just hit it just right, just right to right to right. And I was practicing. I was on this team at the time and he'd just sit and watch me hit balls. And he'd say, young man, I don't know, you know, young man or son, I can't remember exactly what it was, but you know, he was saying, I wish I could you know, do anything to be able to hit it like that. And, and I said, well, let me, let me watch a few. And I, so I made some tweaks and he started hitting it better. And I saw his eyes get bigger. And, you know, and it, he was he was really starting to get onto this. He, he loved it. And then he asked me what my name was. And I told him, you know, I said, my name's my name's Brad Heinrich. I'm on the, you know, on the team. And he said, well, Brad, 
you've made my day. I'm I'm so I I don't want I want to get another bucket of balls now. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And then uh, saw him one other time. Probably this would have been so I graduated in '97. I would say it was probably about ten years later. I'm on a flight to Vegas um, to go to for March Madness. I go there every year with my buddies. I'm on the flight to Vegas, sitting in coach. Hayden is is in first class. And I walk on the plane. He's already sitting there in first class. I walk and I make eye contact with him. And he looks at me and says, Brad, I still slice. <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't even believe that you remember my name or recognize me or any of that. And he did boom, you know. Yeah. Wild, huh? And Kirk is the same way. Kirk, same way. Kirk, Kirk remembers. He he remembers just about anything and everything. Uh, it's really amazing. His his memory is is he's super sharp. Yeah, and, and I mean, Hayden. Uh, from everything I've been told, he uh, maintained that for the most part until the end. Yeah, uh, it's just I, I think so too. Yeah. Um, couple questions here. So, uh, Doug wants to know how many members are in the swarm. What does it need to be up to? What's the goal? We've got about 1,600 members almost exactly at the moment. Um, I think in order for us to be successful, we need we need Hawkeye Nation. We need it. We need we need as many people as we possibly can. I think at a minimum, we need 10,000 members at a minimum. Um, I, I you know you, you can't rely on just the big the big money donors to make this thing go. Um, it's hard to ask a big money donor every year for however much, however many thousands upon thousands of dollars. But if we can get, if we get 15,000 Iowa fans to give 200 bucks a year, it's $3 million. I think we need 10 million bucks on an annual basis to really make this thing go. But if we're getting three or $4 million from the, from Joe Iowa fan, um, then you've got corporations that will that will give to us. Um, then we've got some big money donors. We can, we can be right where we we can be super competitive, um, but it's 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 going to take a metamorphosis in in thought from the Iowa fans to understand what we're trying to do. Understand we're trying to do it the right way, and then also understand that if we don't do this, what the consequences are going to be. Um. That, that's what it's going to take. And it's also going to take the athletic department stepping up and endorsing us and, and, and asking Hawkeye fans to give to us. That's really difficult for them to do. Um, but they're going to have to do that because, quite frankly, facilities aren't going to do it. Uh, it it's just not. The, the, the student athletes don't care. They just don't. I've got questions on top of questions here for you. Go ahead. Chat. Well, before we get to my questions, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll get our uh, add-in from our sponsor, Brad Heinrichs, here of the Iowa Swarm, the Swarm Collective, I should say, taking your questions. Our call line is open, 515-635-1601, or you can drop a question in the chat. Back with Brad in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor. Welcome to Iowa Floor Covering, a locally owned flooring store in Bondurant, Iowa, that specializes in do-it-yourself 
projects. If you're a contractor or a DIYer, Iowa Floor Covering has your back. Right now at Iowa Floor Covering, get tough core click together 4.5 millimeter waterproof vinyl flooring for $269 per foot when you install it yourself. That's a much better value than you'll find at any of the big box stores. Looking for other types of flooring? They can help with that too. Between their exceptional product knowledge and commitment to customer service, the guys at Iowa Floor Covering will provide everything you need to complete your DIY flooring project. So what are you waiting for? Skip the box stores now and visit iowafloorcovering.com DIY. That's iowafloorcovering.com DIY. Promotional pricing only available with self-installation. So appreciate Iowa floor covering as we uh, are back here at Hawkeye Hangout or from the Hawkeye of the Storm. And uh, just a reminder to everybody, uh, th- these shows, these types of shows only possible by means of uh, or by way of our sponsors. So be sure to support. In addition to supporting uh, the Swarm Collective, support Iowa floor covering and Ascent Nutrition, both those companies sponsoring the show this evening. And uh, even though we're out of season now for Iowa football, we don't have a regular scheduled show on Wednesday evenings. Hawkeye Hangout will be continuing throughout the year, and you have Iowa Floor Covering and Ascent Nutrition at least this month to thank for that. So, again, check out those sponsors in our description. All right, back here with Brad Heinrich, CEO of the Swarm Collective. And, Brad, I have a question for you. You talked about the athletic department stepping up and really advocating for this collective and this initiative. What has been the gap? What has been the struggle uh, is it has it been communication? Has it been values? Where has been the divide between? Wh- why have there been some issues between the athletic department and and the swarm? Um, well, so you, you can understand. Um, well, let, let me let me take a couple steps back. So, uh, it got towards the end of the year, and. Quite frankly, when I say the end of the year, the end of the calendar year, which is also the end of the football season. And it became pretty clear to me that if we didn't get some of the the players on the team in IL deals, that they may enter the, the, the transfer portal. And, you know, these NIL deals don't grow on trees. Um, and, and, you know, and so I'm, I'm looking at that. And then I talked to other, other, um, leaders of collectives across the country. And, and for example, I talked to the leader of the North Carolina collective and I said, you know, how is it going? And he says, it's going great. Um, North Carolina has a, um, has a quarterback that was looking at leaving. And they, the athletic department gave the, the, the head of the collective, the donor list, the season ticket holder list, and said, and then also issued a statement saying, give to the NIL program. <laughs> we, we, you know, call to arms. We, we need your help. Um, and they were able to raise the money to keep the quarterback from, from leaving. And, and, you know, and I see that. And then I see our, uh, and then at that time, our athletic department hadn't issued a call to arms. In fact, they, they barely even recognized us, to be honest, um, in my opinion. 
Um, they weren't doing enough from my perspective to help us. They weren't sending out emails to the season ticket holders. Hey, donate to swarm. They wouldn't give us any lists, which, you know, that that's their prerogative. I can, I can live with that. Um, but they, they weren't, they weren't helping us, uh, as much as I would like. And so I called them out and then Gary issued his letter and, and things, good things have happened since then. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that we're, we're now on the on the right track, um, but yeah, the, the, I think the I think that there's some apprehension um, on their part, and I get it. I mean, they're trying to raise money for their budget, right? And to be honest, they're 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 asking some of the same people that I'm asking, right? They're dipping into the same Hawkeye fans' wallets that I am, and and so when they're trying to meet their budget, why, you know, why should they be concerned about mine? Here's my issue with that, Brad. Not to interrupt you, and we're going to call her in a second. But uh, here's my issue with that from from Iowa's perspective. You've got a an unprecedented TV deal that's going to be producing an unprecedented dollar amount for your university here. You know, within the next couple seasons, are we really that stingy? Like, can you not? I mean. I just I, I I'm not trying to rip on Gary Barda or the athletic department, but I have a problem with with that argument. And I've heard that you you know you're not. This isn't the first time I've I've heard that narrative that well we're asking the same. Why would the university want to take away from their own dollars? Do, do they really? I mean, certainly the big donors. We we acknowledge that that those are those guys are those people are a big part of what I was doing. I think you'd agree with that, Brad. But I just I, I just can't imagine that it would have that big of an impact. Um, given what you have coming in for dollar amounts, um, which is going to already put the Big Ten on a playing field that's ahead of basically every other conference as of right now, including the SEC. Uh, I do want to address that part of that letter that Gary Barta released, uh, was that back in December now? Yep. Um, He had said that, uh, and I quote this, access to the Hawkeye season ticket holder and contributor databases are never released directly to a third party. He was also interviewed prior to the Citrus Bowl, and and I don't have that quote, and that's my fault for not having it. But you can find it, look it up, and and, and listen to it later. But I'll para, I'll paraphrase what he said. He basically said that he's not aware of any universities that release that private information to uh, in in a collective. That is in direct contrast to what you just said about North Carolina. So someone's not telling the truth there, uh, or, or Gary's not aware of North Carolina. Is, are you telling me North Carolina is the only program that does that? I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to call Gary a liar. Um, I think well, probably, you don't have to. He probably I, I, just, he probably just didn't ask the, the, the same ones I talked to. I'm going to give him that benefit. So you, you didn't, I'm, I'm going to challenge you. didn't bring North Carolina up to Gary. I've, I've, I've brought, I've brought it up not to Gary. Um, I don't have as access to Gary as much as as you might think. Um, I talked to some of the people who work for Gary um, that I and I have brought that up. So, can, so can it I, may not have been relayed to Gary. Okay. So, and let me hear a follow up then. Um, are you? I don't know how in touch you are with these other. You brought up North Carolina, but these other collective leaders. Yeah. Uh, are they more? Are there other athletic directors who are more transparent? Or I shouldn't even—that's that, a fair question. Let's 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 rephrase that question. Do you feel that you have enough direct contact with Gary Barta, or do you feel like, given what other in a, uh, collective leaders have, 
there could be more direct contact between you and the athletic director, or is that even important to you? It's it's not as important to me that I that I get to talk to Gary Barda. Um, he's a nice guy, but it's not like that's a big thrill for me. Um, the what I what I want, and I and they know this. What I want is for his office to be constantly looking at ways in which they can petition the Hawkeye fans to help support us. And when I ask for things and they answer is no, I can actually live with no. Um, but what I want is, okay, I want, I can live with no, but then come to me with a solution that is a yes, right? That I know what you want. I can't give you this, but here's what I can do. That's what that's, I mean, I, I can live with that. Right. And so I've been challenging them over the last three weeks and, and they're trying, I'm not, I, listen, I, I, I've been very, I've been, I, I'm not here to rip on them at this point. You know, I, they've, 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 they have responded to my, to my, my grievances and they're trying to work to, to help us more. Um, but if you think about what I said before is that we need at least 10,000 to 15,000 Hawkeye fans to contribute to us. And we only have 1600. I have to think that the masses of Hawkeye fans out there don't know much about us. They don't know. I, I can't think that all of the Hawkeye fans out there know about us and then have decided, no, I don't want to give to them. If that's the case, then I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> that's really bad news. I'm actually of the opinion that a lot of Hawkeye fans don't know, don't understand, have no idea what we're all about, what this whole thing is all about. And there's an educational element that needs to, to we, an educational hurdle that we need to cross before we can get to, to yes to some of these people. And, and at, at Iowa Athletics can help us with the access and the education to get to yes. They're, they're, the NIL rules say that they can help us fundraise. They can help us do things. So they have a foundation. They've got a legion of fundraisers out there. Those, those fundraisers can help fundraise for us. It doesn't have to just be on our own. And, and those are the things that I'm challenging them for, on. So is there, yes or no, is there, is there a rule or a law that you're aware of that prohibits Iowa from leasing that personal information? No, that's their own policy. That's their privacy okay. policy. Okay. Have so, they done? Have, has Iowa has Iowa done it before? Yes, they have. Um, I, I the reason I know this is because uh, there's a joke. This is before Gary Barta. So to be fair, I think sure. before Gary Barta, I know that they had done that with on a couple of occasions. But you know, policies change and evolve, and so this may be a policy that they've had for a while that they that they strictly adhere to. And I I can appreciate that. I don't really have to have the list. I don't have to have the list. Sure. Get, but if I give you an email, I want you to send it to the list, right? Right. You know, I give it, here's a, here's what I'm trying to accomplish. Will you please send it to the list? I don't have to, I don't have to have their, their information. I want them to help us. For me, it's a reflection of eagerness to help and how on board are you? I think it's a reflection of all of that. And that's why I challenged you on, not challenged you, but I, I'm challenging yeah. Gary because, yeah. and that's why I asked you, 
are there other ADs across the country who are more in touch with collectively? Oh, yeah. I'm not asking you that because I think you would get a thrill from, from talking to Gary, but, but just because I think that would indicate in my opinion, I'm not speaking for you, Brad, but in my opinion, that's what I do here on the show. Give opinions. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that is if Gary Barta spends uh, regular time, doesn't have to be every day, every week, but regular time in direct contact with someone like Brad Heinrichs, who's the head of the swarm, it would be an indication to me as a fan that, Hey, he cares. This is a priority. So when I hear that you don't have much contact with the AD direct contact and it's people in his office, that kind of just gives me a, a, an odd feeling. Doesn't, doesn't make me real uh, warm and fuzzy, but that's just my opinion. Uh, I, again, this is just, it is, it is, it is, it's, it's fair. It, and honestly, it's it's disappointing to me too from that standpoint. Um, I talked to Fran a lot. I talked to Kirk a lot. Um, you know, they were at my press conference. Uh, Gary wasn't at the press conference. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, that, 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 I, our coaches. Let's put it this way: our coaches completely understand how important this is. They will be the first to tell you how important this is, and. Um, you know, during the season, hey, you want me to do a video? I'll do a video. Whatever you need me to do, Brad, they're they're in um, because they know that without without the NIL, they won't have good players. And coaches hate to try to compete without good players. Uh, the real Hayden, thank you for the super chat. He says thanks, Brad, for all your. I'm, yeah, he's talking to you, not me. Thanks for all your hard work, Brad. I still don't think most fans understand how important the swarm is to keeping UI competitive. Very grateful. Um, so well, thank, again, you. thank you. Nice. To, uh, Those are kind words. And you know, one other thing I will say because I've read some of the some of the the comments, and it's it's um, you know the comments like. And I'll just go ahead and I'm not calling anybody out, but but I've seen a several and it's not just here. I've seen it elsewhere. I will give to Swarm once Brian's gone. I'll give to Swarm if we get rid of Brian or, you know, or, or I'll give when Kirk finally leaves or give whatever, you know. And, and to me, those are like mutually exclusive events. I don't control, you know, I mean, I, I don't control who the coaches are. <laughs> Um, I, I, you know, I help with players. I don't help with coaches, you know, for or against. Um, and, and I would hope that, that no matter who the coaches are, the Hawkeye nation will want to help the players and in and, and in turn also help the Eastern Iowa community, um, with a tax deductible donation. And regardless of who the coaches are, um, without players, we don't stand a chance. Um, we've won, we've won quite a few games. Actually, we've won more games with Brian Ferentz's offensive coordinator than any other offensive coordinator under Kirk Ferentz's tenure. Like it or not, um, it's the truth. Do I think it's because of Brian Ferentz? Not saying that. I'm just saying, I'm just listing a fact. And, 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 and while I'm while I'm kind of on a roll here, um, before we get to more stuff, this is a I, I've got a fun. I'm a math. I'm a math guy. I'm an actuary, right? I've got a, a magic number for you, okay, as it pertains to Hawkeye football. The magic number is 24. Any idea where, 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 where I'm going with this? In the last four number years, in the last four what? years, we are 25 and 0 when we have scored 24 or more points in the game. In the last eight years, 
We are 55 and three in games where we have scored 24 or more points. Yeah. That's wild. And and during that time, the the average number of points scored um, by a division one opponent, division one team is somewhere in the 26 range is, is kind of the average ish. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's really amazing that if we have, if we, if we could score 24 points every single game, if we, we could, would, be, we would be, we would be on the top of the mountain. That's what, so what you just said, and I know you, yeah. you're not advocating for anything. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just delivering news. I'm not, uh, I am going, I have said this a million times. I'll say it again. If you could just be average to even slightly below average, and what you, the numbers you just gave me, which are, you know, it's just one stat that's one stat, your stat to bring up, Brad, but <laughs> what you just said is kind of supports the narrative out there, Brad, in a way. Because you don't even have to be average. But if you can be with with what Phil Parker has done with this defense, what LeVar Woods has done with the special teams units over the years, uh, we're talking about uh, potential elite status uh, in, in college football. Um, but I understand you're 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 not I'm I'm kind of taking what you're saying and putting my own yeah. narrative behind I understand. it. I, understand. I think a lot of fans feel the it, it, same way. Yeah, the, the the other the other way of thinking about it too, though, is, ooh, we just might have the best quarterback that we've had here since Brad Banks. Sure. Yeah. Certainly the most decorated. Um, Fair point. Yeah. You, you know, and 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 suddenly, we you know, we, we, and we're probably going to add another couple, two, three people out of the portal. I bet by the time it's all said and done. Um, now, now we're in this. No, now we're after spring ball. Uh, maybe one before one, and then the others probably after. Would be my guess. Um, okay. and and if we if we were able to do that, you know, add those pieces, man, you know, uh, it's not out of the question that we get to that sort of consistently above twenty four point kind of number. And then, hey, Katie, bar the door, we might be playing for championships here. And that's 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 the hope from my perspective. Absolutely. Let's get to our next caller who's been on hold. Thank you for calling Hawkeye Hangout here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Who's on the line? Lomansky, Corey. Good evening. Hey, Lomansky. How are you, sir? Good. I, uh, Brad. Part of the reason that I donate to from the Hawkeye of the Storm is what information enthusiasm that Corey sends out. I call it marketing wise. Uh, you know, I can't speak for Corey, but it markets that I would program. You're doing the same thing. Thank you very much. My interactions at Iowa, the class of 85, when, uh, you know, guys like uh, on the football team, uh, won't go down the names, but you know what era that is from the class of 85. Yeah, you Every had a pretty good win there in 1985, yeah. Every interaction I ever had with an Iowa athlete was tremendous. It really was. And, you know, Norm, I, I dated a gal that Norm Granger dated after he dated her. And I ran into him just like uh, by luck. And so Norm walks up to me and he goes, uh, how's my girl? And Norm Granger played for the Cowboys. You know, he, he's an impressive human specimen. 
and he was the nicest guy, you know, wish you luck with her. She's a good gal. Da, da, da. It just one example of the class of the Iowa athlete that they brought in over the years. Yeah. And, and Brad, I'd like you to comment your comment about education. You hit the nail on the head. You know, I'm an alumnus. Uh, I've had football tickets. I haven't heard, um, anything. But I follow the Hawks pretty hard, and I've been make, trying to make that decision to donate to help the program. Talk about, talk about, we're a little bit, I don't want to say disadvantages, but we have to meet, we have to meet the challenge. We always have, and there's different uh, state rules throughout the country. Can you comment about the different state rules, and maybe there's a, there's a collective uh, in the Big Ten that's running, uh, you know, uh, it's the wild, wild west. And it's a kind of a call to arms. You know, if we got somebody that's, that's probably doesn't have the conservatism of, of the average Iowan, can you comment on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to some extent, yeah. And, and, and one of the reasons that I, um, my, my friends tell me, they call it, say that I went nuclear, uh, one of the reasons I went nuclear, so to speak, on on the athletic department was I was seeing uh, emails being sent by the Michigan athletic director telling all of their all of their season ticket holders and donors to donate to NIL. And then I saw the same thing at Ohio State, where Gene Smith, one of the most probably well known athletic directors in the country, is telling encouraging the Ohio State. Um, Buckeye Nation to contribute to their NIL programs. Here's, you know, this is why it's important. This is where we need we need money here. Uh, give money, please. Um, and that wasn't happening at, at Iowa, and so that's why I I kind of I got frustrated and said, "Come on, guys, I, you know, these guys are Michigan and Ohio State are tough as hell to beat anyway. You know, we don't need to give them more of an advantage here." Um, and 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 so. You know, as far as different states go, you know, there's different states have addressed it differently. Um, as it pertains to college athletics, it, it, it's in uh, some of the some of the states will allow high school kids to to benefit by NIL, and others won't. Um, one of the interesting states I've found is is Utah, where they you can actually the the, the student athletes can actually be a, an employee of. I think they, they can actually be an employee of the. Uh, athletic department um, and they can be paid as employees. Now that's an interesting one, right? Um, and quite frankly, that may be where we all end up at some point. It may be that that NIL becomes essentially like professional basketball team where Fran gets a bunch of money from the athletic department as his salary. Maybe it's a salary cap deal. Hey Fran, you got this amount of money and you got to get your team and you can divide, you can pay your player, whoever you want to pay, whatever. Um, and, uh, and he that's his that's his roster he's got to pay you know he's got so many dollars to pay for his roster that could be where we end up um but uh yeah different rules in different states which makes it weird but in the big 10 i think it's all fairly you know from the standpoint of a level playing field it's fairly level um or as level as it is you know now with the regular sports it's 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 always slanted towards ohio state and michigan it feels like but um, uh, you know, their, their rules aren't any more advantageous to them than the rules in Iowa. 
Anything else, Lemansky? Well, I'm just wondering, Brad, if if it would seem to me that when we had season tickets, we had my family had season tickets to basketball and football, and my dad asked if my his extra donation, and it's quite a bit of money nowadays to get good seats. It just is. That's how they fund everything. It's a it's extra donation plus your price your tickets. He wrote specific examples of where he wanted his money to go. Yeah. And I sure with all these relationships with different things, I don't know why in the world that, that Iowa wouldn't get on the marketing part of it without a big show and like, give you a billboard in Des Moines, give you give you some kind of you know, I was a finance marketing major. There's so many ways they could help you out without Gary Barta getting in front of a microphone and say, I one hundred and twenty percent the back the swarm. Let me There's let me got any way, you know, I I feel for you because I've raised money for organizations in the state of Iowa and I was just a banker. There's gotta don't you think there's ways they can help you without being so you know to me when Saban goes after Texas A and M, boy that's the proof of the wild wild west right there. Those oh, right. guys as as don't you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Let me let me give you guys some some more insight. Uh, you guys might find this interesting. So, um, you may have noticed at Kinnick at the the last three or four games, our swarm like this thing on my right here my like this logo at Kinnick is up on the on the big board um, advertised. Uh, was that a gift from Iowa Athletics? No. Did we pay for it? Yes. Um, so, so we had to, in order to, and then the advertisements um, on the post game show where we had a, you know, give to the swarm kind of thing. You may have heard that when you're driving away from the game. Um, did, were those given to us? No. Did we have to pay for them? Yes. I just want to make, I want to make perfectly clear. Could the university are they within their or is it within the rules for them to give you free advertising to put that out on Learfield? Is that within the rule book? Can they do that if they, they choose? Can adver- they can. They can. What's interesting, I've learned this is something I had no idea about until you know six months ago, five months ago, is that Learfield has a real a real stranglehold over everything that happens with Iowa football and basketball. Yeah, um, Learfield is is is. You know, athletics has to clear it with Learfield, it almost feels like. Um, and so we had to become a partner with Learfield in order to be able to advertise at all. And becoming a partner does not mean you just go in there and shake hands and say, hey, we're buddies now. Um, becoming a partner means, you know, I write a check, okay? And so we wrote a check to become partners with Learfield, which then allowed us the the opportunity to advertise in Kinnick, our logo, and advertise on the post-game show. And by the way, the Kirk, the Kirk video, the Fran video, and the Lisa video, that's part of our partnership with Learfield that we paid for. Okay. Um, so so you know, so when you see that you see me complaining on Twitter and elsewhere, um, you know, it, it's hard for me, it's hard for me to 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 you know, to not want to scream when I hear, oh, we're helping the swarm out by doing all these things when I'm sitting there going, 
you're helping because I paid you to help. <laughs> you know? Would the university argue that you did not pay directly for these things? And these are, I mean, would when when the don't when when the the payment is made to Learfield, is it stipulated that you're getting this 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 and this? Yes. Is that how it works. In okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Those videos, those videos are in our in our contract. Okay. I, so, I, I don't have you know, any again, it's it, it, it's the it, it it's just the the nature of the beast. Um, but I think it's interesting. And um, well, I think it's so, sad. I don't think it's interesting, Brad. I think it's sad. That's my opinion. It's, uh, a t- it's a tough one. It's tough. It's not what I expected, but but it's just the, it's the world that that I've got to deal with. So, Lemansky, uh, is there anything else? Your your any parting comment or shot or whatever? Yeah, I'll, I'll get off of here. And out of respect to the other Hawkeyes that need to need to interact with Brad Corey, thanks for bringing Brad on. I've got I got two things that fascinates me. I called the athletic ticket office, Brad, and this is for humor when you're frustrated. You know, they've got it. They've got the family history that we've had basketball and football tickets. And I tried to get into somebody important. I got a really nice lady after on hold for, you know, a lot longer than Corey puts me on hold by far. It's a thank you to you, Corey. And what's interesting is the investment person that my family uses went to a practice when Hayden was here. And I talked to Hayden when he first came here, when he was outside the Memorial Union trying to get people to come to games. You know, and I got, I got access. He wanted to know where I was from. He wanted to know my major. He wanted, did you come here to have fun in Iowa? You know, I still have my field house glasses. You know, Brad will know that hangout. But anyway, yeah. so I had access. I've had communication with Fran McCaffrey. I got access. You know, he respects me. Uh, this investment guy that was at the at Kinnick in front of Hayden, he was a Marine. He was in a big lineup of a PR deal, and he was the last guy in line on purpose because he talks as much as I do. He gets to he gets to my friend Paul, shakes his hand, walks away ten feet. Paul's walking away. Hayden turns around, and goes, "Hey, sir, what's that pin?" Paul, what's that pin? Paul turns around. Hayden says, or Paul says to Hayden, "That's a Marine pin." Hayden says, "Young man," and Paul wasn't young. I'm going to give you a tour of practice today. Follow me. The Marines stick together. So, Brad, thank you for your Hawkeye loyalty. I wish you the best. Thank you. I'll be following you and uh, trying to give you some help. But uh, keep that statistic about how many people need to follow you to make this successful. I've raised money for an Iowa cause and didn't get paid. You're my kind of guy. Go Hawks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Anybody out there that wants to help us, iowaswarm.com, pretty easy. Pretty easy does it. Um, yep. And really I just appreciate it. I just threw that up in the chat, the, the live chat, so everybody's got that uh, to uh, to join. And, and I appreciate here a couple of comments. Um, Hawkman2111 says, I'll give to the swarm tonight. So uh, we'll, we'll. Made it worth it. It's, it's, it's absolutely worth my while now for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's get to our, our next caller here. Uh, and, and again, I've got some other questions. We're trying to wrap this up. Brad, you, you said you'd be willing to give us two hours. We're in the no, we're good. Whatever, whatever you want to quit, I'm ready to go. I'm, okay. I've, I actually I actually just poured myself a beer. I feel like it's, it's 1030 <laughs> my time. I, I feel I like I, I deserve a beer at this point. I figured it was coffee to keep you awake. But if it's a beer, no, no, no this is a beer. I'm, I'm a happy guy. Okay, let's get to our, our next caller here at uh, from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Thank you for calling Hawkeye Hangout. Who's on the line? 
All right. You know, the, 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 the trolls are easier to identify. You're going to get like 0.5 seconds of fame, and then we're going to move on. Uh, okay, uh, question in the chat here from John. He says, Brad, where do you stay during March Madness? I usually stay at the Bellagio. Um, do you really? Uh, yeah, yeah. They've got a great sports book there. And um, since I've been going since I was 21, which makes it – this will be uh, I, the one year we missed – due to COVID, right? But right. other than that, this will be year 27 in a row that I've gone. Um, I'm nuts. It's just I may, Or maybe I'm just a creature of habit. Let's get to our next caller. Thank you for calling Hawkeye Hangout here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Who's on the line? Hey, I have a question for Brad. Okay. Hey, Brad, you want to... All right. He tried it again. Boy, opening all these different phone numbers to try it, and that's uh, pretty sad. Hmm. Uh, okay, um, let's see. Do you want me to hit some of these ones in the chat? I mean, I don't care. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead Brad. And I can uh, – I got a couple of them here. Let me throw up a couple on the screen so we can go ahead. Uh, do this in somewhat of an organized fashion. Hawkeye, Corvette, Long Guy, what percentages go to each program? Yeah, so if you if – you... it's a good question. So, so the answer is – that when you do when you donate to iowasforum.com you're donating to the collective it's a tax deductible donation every student athlete in football and basketball then gets the same opportunity which means that about 80% of your donation let's say you give 100 bucks 80 80 of those 100 of that 100 would probably go to football players 10 of it would go to basketball player men's basketball and 10 would go to women's basketball why because there's a lot more football players than than basketball, just by the, the just the nature of of the numbers. Um, it's not because I like football, you know, four times better than basket than, than basketball. No, it's it's or whatever. It's more about um, just the every student athlete gets the same uh, same opportunity. So, but, you, but here's the other thing I will say: if you give thousand dollars or more. You can you can say it all goes to women's basketball or it all goes to men's basketball. It all goes to you can you can tell me to do with it what you want if you give a thousand bucks or more. But if you're giving twenty bucks a month, I'm gonna I'm gonna split it up 80-10-10. Organic Vale Radio says, "Hey Brad, we've got a bunch of Hawkeye fans down here in Tampa. Need to get you all connected." Uh, um, north the Northerners. The Northerners. It's, it's weird having you call Tampa North, but anyways, that's right. Um, Cold up there. Yeah, sure it is. Brian says, uh, thank you for the super chat, Brian. He says, can you say if there are any other possible signings from the portal in the works and how is the season ticket swarm issue going? Uh, I think we already addressed that question. What I didn't say was another thing that I got that I got shot down on what I what I really wanted. What I really wanted was whenever they sent out the season ticket holder renewal thing that they put a box in there and says join swarm for however much, you know what I mean? I was hoping to get some kind of tag along. No such luck. Um, anyway, can you say if there are any other poor possible signings from the portal in the works? Yes. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a kid named uh, Rusty Feth that is visiting this weekend along with Nick Jackson. Rusty Feth is a, uh, an offensive uh, interior offensive lineman, from I think Miami of Ohio, it was coached, coached by George Barnett for coached by George Barnett for a year. Um, so there's a there's a connection there. 
Um, and, and, you know, he's, he started like, I think three years, maybe, uh, you know, he's, he's played a lot of, he's played a lot of downs, um, in division one football, um, pretty good player. Uh, and, and would certainly add depth. If not, he may even start on the interior of the line. Um, also a kid named Nick Jackson out of, uh, Virginia is a three-time all ACC linebacker. This kid's a baller. Um, he's really good and really nice kid too. Um, smart kid. He's graduating. He's staying in Virginia um, for the rest of the semester. He wants to graduate um, at Virginia with his business degree. And I think he's, he's choosing between us, uh, Oklahoma, LSU, and Auburn. And so uh, we're, we're uh, fishing in deep water with uh, Nick Jackson. But, uh, you know, we did have the Butkus Award winner here last year. Um, so it wouldn't be unheard of that a good linebacker came through the University of Iowa. So, um, and I think that the, the coaching staff recruited Nick out of high school. So they started a relationship with him way back when. So it's not as if they're making, they're, they're making introductions at this point. So um, those two are, are, are a possibility. There'll be other people that, 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 that come up. I'm told all the time it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. So you know, do I expect um, that they'll that that there'll be another three or four guys that that we add to the roster uh, between now and fall camp? That yeah, I think we will. Um, is it is it for sure? No, but I, if the right kids come along and we strike an accord, I think that'll happen. How big of a factor was? Uh, or maybe can you can't say this, but how big of a factor was NIL with? Walter Rouse and his decision, he, you know, he and I in the top three. And then Isaac, uh, Isaac Tesla, who ended up at Arkansas, who had Iowa in his top three or four. Tesla, I, I don't think was, was a, a big factor at all. I don't think it was. Okay. Um, Rouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his, his agents, uh, made that pretty clear. Okay. So, um, um, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, you don't have to, you don't have to follow this too closely to know when a kid, he, he commits to, to, to one school and then two days later commits to another one, like decommits and, commit, you know, what, what happened in two days, you know, um, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm all in on this team. And then two days later, Oh no, I'm all in on this team. Okay. Sure. All right. Let, we're going to keep trying with the phone line, but you know, we'll Go just ahead. ignore the, the, the trolls yeah. up there there. Thank you for calling Hawkeye hangout. Who's on the line. Hey guys, this is Chuck. How are you doing? Hey Chuck. Oh, Chuck just got disconnected. Uh, we'll try again. Phone line's open, 515-635-1601. 515-635-1601. Sorry about that, Chuck. Um, he, again, the, the line is open. Steve wants to know, can Kirk donate? What are the rules on coaches giving yeah. to this form privately? They made that very clear that coaches cannot donate to, okay. to collectives. Um, and... And, you know, now I joke with Mary. I'm like, well, you're not a coach, Mary. I mean, you can write me a check, right? Um, and, you know, I think that would be great. That, that, that's blurring the lines. And probably the answer is no, she can't either. Um, but, you know, that's, that is, that's a rule. And, and frankly, I can understand it because where I think some of um, our good friends to, in the South were already considering, which was increasing the, contracts of the coaches 
and having the coaches contribute to the NIL because the athletic departments can't directly do it. That's the other way of doing it, right? Hey, I'll pay you an extra $2 million. I want you to give $2 million to the NIL. Got it? Okay, got it, right? So. So not not feasible. No, uh, you can't. You can't do it. Can't do it. Um, Carl wants to know how much money will it take on an annual basis to be competitive in the Big Ten and on a national level? I think you you said that earlier, right? You, your, your goal is? $10 million a year. $10 million a year. Yeah. And where are we? Where are we now? Right? I mean, with what we we're have, about, we're in six months. We're about three and a quarter. So, but you, you've you've built businesses. You understand how this works. So, yeah. Do, do you see trajectory to where you'll get to ten million? I, I I like to. You know the what the the big unknown for me is is knowing. I don't. I what I don't know is how many how many uh, how much of Hawkeye Nation knows about us and has made a definitive decision not to donate. Right. Right. That's what I don't know. If I, if, if I, if you told me that everybody in Hawkeye nation knows about us and has made a decision either yes or no, then I would be really disappointed because I'm nowhere. We're pretty much stuck on 1600. Right. Um, so, so I'm, I'm banking on a lot of people still don't know. A lot of still, a lot of people don't. Um, they they haven't made up their mind yet, or they're still trying to learn about it. A lot of times in sales, you got to tap someone on the shoulder seven or eight times before they finally buy. So, right. um, yeah, I, I do. I think we'll get there. And by the way, when I say ten million, it's not as if I think a lot of our competitions at ten million now. <laughs> I think they're 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 running the same race we are they're not you know they're kind of in the same zone a lot of them are um i saw a a uh, a question on the chat as i was scrolling through there someone was asking about northwestern northwestern just started an nil program literally weeks ago uh there it is um i, I don't have a lot of intel on wisconsin um I know right. Erica. Erica asked this question. She's from Chicago, yeah. I believe. So oh, okay, she, yeah. Northwestern just started their collective. Um, I mean, w- w- Wisconsin is 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 clearly, uh, you know, they've got a collective, and they're 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 probably farther along from an athletic department standpoint. What, some of these athletic departments are actually appointing NIL people, like they're paying like paid positions in the athletic department to help with NIL. Um, Iowa does not have that, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Um, but uh, but Northwestern, I mean, they can't be too far along. They, they just started. Uh, Wisconsin, don't know a lot about them, but um, at least – coach, new, new coaching staff, young guy, and they've yeah. done very well in the portal. So Yeah, that and, and <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to do well in the portal without a, a – Good NIL program. I'm right. just going to be honest. I mean, look what we've done this year versus what what they did last year. Um, so I think that we've definitely we've definitely made a positive impact so far. Um, I'm proud of that, and I'm proud of it. And all of you out there that support us, be proud of it as well, because you're appreciate without you, we would have nothing. Appreciate the super chat from Erica. Let's get to our caller on hold. Thank you for calling Hawkeye Hangout. Who's in line? Uh, this is John. How are you, Brad? How are you? Good, John. How are you? Good. Uh, Brad, I saw 
uh, where a Miami player had been promised fourteen million in the NIL, and he wasn't happy because he wasn't getting it. Are you seeing or hearing much of that where players are promised and then not delivered? Well, uh, you know, that's a problem. And I think that may have happened in Texas A&M too. Um, well, one of the things that, that I'm doing um, with our program is, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm signing – the kid signs a contract with us and the corporation signs a binding contract with us. And so if the corporation – decides that they want to renege on the contract, then we can we can go after them legally. Um, I think other places it's a little bit more fast and loose. Oh hey yeah, I'll give them I'll give them a couple hundred thousand. Just get them on campus. Well, I'll take care of them. Then they get on campus. No, nah, I don't have it. I thought I had it, but you know I don't. Sorry. Well then now they're like, well wait, you know where's my two hundred thousand? I mean that that happens. Um, and then you got a you got a bad <laughs> you got a bad situation. Um, you know, I think in this case, and I don't have all the specifics. I think it was Florida, I thought, um, where the kid was going to go there, got an NIL deal, and then he was going to transfer, and and uh, you know, it, it, it becomes a mess. Um, so the contracts are, you know, there, there's not the one thing you can't put in the contract, it can't be performance-based. I couldn't go, I couldn't in a Cade McNamara contract say, well, you're going to get this much if you throw this many touchdowns and this much if you throw that many touchdowns. You can't do that. Um, so, uh, but at the same time, what you can do though is to say, well, if you're not here, then the contract becomes null and void. So, so it, but it's got to be in the contract, right? If you don't put that in the contract, then they, he could say, you know, if I if I gave if Kate McNamara got a deal, I shouldn't even just use his name. Any if any player got a deal, NIL deal, and it says you're going to get X, and it doesn't say you have to be enrolled at the University of Iowa, then he could literally go to Iowa State and have a legal right to getting X. That would piss me off. Yeah, he's playing for Iowa State, and we're paying. Him. Okay, so we got to make sure our contracts are are are, are strong, um, and there's it's probably a contractual issue with a lot of stuff. Um, the other thing I will say, um, I keep saying that, uh, is is that all of this stuff you read, you don't know whether it's true or not, because you don't have to report. You know, this guy that says he's getting seven million dollars or eight million, you don't know if that's really true. You don't know. He it could be just a big lie. He could be getting seventy thousand or seven thousand, and he just says it's seven million. You don't. This doesn't. This isn't like something that has to be reported. This isn't like. I'll use this just to get people riled up. This isn't like Brian Ferentz's salary. It's these not public deals. record. These it's are private. Public, yeah, these are private deals. This is not a public record thing, and so you don't. That's the, that's one of the weird things for me too. Is I you, you know what is the market? You don't know. <laughs> and 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 the people you rely on for the market ha- don't have an incentive to tell you the truth. <laughs> so. And that's what you know, Steve says. <laughs> this why isn't the exact dollar amount offered to an athlete disclosed publicly? Fans deserve funding. Fans deserve to know this. Well, I understand when you're when you're saying those who are funding, you you could argue that to an extent, Brad. But but you could also counter argue it, right? <laughs> I mean, part of what you yeah, just I mean, said. it's. A, well, if you think about it from 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 the way our organization is structured, 
I don't mind saying how much each each kid gets out of the swarm collective. And that number, you know, I, I'm hopeful that next year that number is going to be about twenty thousand bucks a kid. That's the goal per year. Per year, we're not talking. These, these kids aren't, you know, <laughs> they're, 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 that doesn't that doesn't pay for a Mercedes, okay? Um, and they're going to have to do charity work to to get it. That's the goal. It's not what they're getting this year, but that's the goal for next year. Um, you know, now having said that, the, the, um, what the, uh, you know, so your, your, your big high profile guys, those are private deals between the, the, the kid and well, the kid in the swarm and the swarm and the, um, and the corporation. And so that, you know, that, that, that stuff I can't, I can't disclose, but think of it this way, the masses probably aren't funding that deal. The masses are funding the the collective deal. IV yeah, or they, yeah. corporation is funding the, the 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 deal for the the star quarterback or the for the basketball player or whoever, right? And that's a private that's a private deal. So right. so yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, great, great answer to the question. John, do you have anything else for us? Uh, just real quick, uh, I was looking at the website, uh, certain basketball games at Carver, uh, if you had a ticket and you were a member of the Swarm, you could get in uh, for food and drinks, I think it was, before the game. Is there a certain level of participation that is required before you can get in there? I mean, can you get in there for $20 a month, or does it have to be $100 a month? Or No, I, I, I think I think... The answer is that if you're a member, you can get in. I think that as long as there's space, as long as there's room, um, I think that if you're on the higher level, you're guaranteed a spot. But if you're, you know, I think that if you're just a member, I think you can get in. And if you ever want to get in and uh, someone stops you, you just tell them that you're a friend of Brad Heinrichs and he sent you there. (laughs) And then you're going to get in. How about that? There you go, John. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, sir. you. All right. Um, Carl wants to know how many season ticket holders are there? Do you, do you know the, the most recent numbers? I think the number is somewhere between, I think it's like 11,000 or so, which sounds low, right? But if you think of it from the standpoint of each each season ticket holder might have three or four tickets, then it doesn't sound so bad, right? So in terms of each season, I think I think it's in the ten to twelve thousand range. I thought it was like ten or eleven thousand, somewhere in there. Okay, so here, here's a, a fair question from a, a, Acreal. Acreal, could more advertising outside of social media possibly boost donations to the collective? What's the approach to advertising outside of what has been done with Learfield, which I saw a comment too about about Learfield and and yes, Learfield is more interested in lining their pockets. Well, of course they are. They're they're a private corporation, private they're business, for profit. Exactly. So, but but advertising outside of the realm of uh, the university, how much has that been explored? Quite a bit. Um, I, I I've looked into uh, there's things called like. And this is this is dating me and showing how technologically horrible I am. You saw me trying to get into this chat and I couldn't even do it. Um, but 
but it's true. Um, the, there's a there's this thing called like geofencing or something where it, you know what we did is like this is kind of cool. Like it, it like on Saturdays, football Saturdays, you can pay Google, of course, to essentially anybody within a mile radius of Kinnick Stadium that if they open up their social media, it'll put a swarm advertisement. Um, so we did that and paid them for that. We didn't get very many new members, so I don't <laughs> that obviously didn't work. Um, or maybe it was maybe it did and we just didn't get direct you know just it didn't it didn't resonate directly into new members could have happened later right you, you, you know this from building businesses yeah. that advertising in general is a, is a marathon not a sprint it's hard it's yeah it's hard and it's hard to determine the ROI on any particular Absolutely. thing I did also look into you know your your newspaper stuff and their online stuff that's really bloody expensive my gosh. And I just couldn't justify it. Um, maybe it's worth it. I don't know. Uh, if someone has an opinion, let me know. But I, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't go that route. I just felt like that was throwing money away. Um, going on these podcasts, advertising on social media, being front and center, sending out Kirk videos and Fran videos, letting them be an ambassador for us. I feel like that's the best way of advertising. But. Um, if someone else has a better idea, I'm all for. I'm all ears. I'm not the, a marketing genius. And it's the most cost effective, right? I mean, if you're able, it is. To, it is. You know. Um, so, and and I did see a question from uh, Jesse. I, I think we answered this, but he he wants to know: Is there a, an exception for other sports, other athletes like Spencer Lee? I mean, Spencer Lee can go out. Any of these athletes, they can say, "Well, to heck with you, Brian, uh, Brad. I'm going to go." sign a deal with uh, whatever company oh, and do that. Yeah, That's they their can. freedom. They can. And, and, and wrestling kind of has the Hawkeye wrestling club, which is their own NIL kind of program, if you will. Um, but if we had, if we had a, a, another student athlete in another sport, let's say it's an, uh, a woman's rower who ends up, you know, she's, she's in the Olympics or she's, you know, whoever. Right. And she has, you know, she has some NIL appeal you know, we'd be happy to through the Swarm Inc. side hook her up with with corporations or whatever. If we, if we thought that she had a marketable, she was marketable in that way, we would have be happy to help her. Um, but in general, it, it's that Olivia Dunn is obviously a a an anomaly there at uh, LSU. I think she is. Um, but it's usually the most marketable athletes are in the revenue producing sports, usually. And, and so those, and those three are the ones that, that, that we tend to help. Obviously wrestling may be a, an exception being a revenue producing sport in Iowa. Um, but they have, but they have the Hawkeye wrestling club and we don't want to step on their toes, but we would happy to help them. If they, if, if Spencer says, Hey, Brad, will you have your, your attorneys there? Look at this contract. And I'm like, sure, of course they're Hawks. I'm going to help any Hawk out. I can. Absolutely. Uh, we got Brad Heinrichs here, CEO of the Swarm Collective. That's Iowa's uh, primary uh, NIL initiative, I, I guess is the best way to ex explain it quickly. Uh, final segment with Brad coming up. We're going to take a quick 60-second break. When we come back, final segment here from the Hawkeye of the Storm, Hawkeye Hangout on a Wednesday. Um, appreciate all the, the interaction. I know 
Brad, I appreciate you being here. And I know you're happy that uh, you're able to, to get the word out here. So That's keep great. questions coming. We'll try to kind of go uh, uh, quick fire on some of these coming up after the break. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back more with Brad Heinrichs of the Swarm Collective. Hawkeye fans, let's talk about health and performance optimization for a moment. Our sponsor, Ascent Nutrition, offers amazing products. It's actually owned by former Iowa graduate Lance Shuttler. Now, I've decided to partner with Ascent Nutrition because of their unique approach to human health. Ascent offers an organically grown mold and mycotoxin-free coffee. It provides a pure, clean, and rich flavor without those pesticides that most coffees are treated with. They also offer an algae oil DHA, which is used to support brain health, memory, and focus, as well as proper nervous system development in adults, children, athletes, and even pets. Now, lastly, their unique crafted wild pine pollen is used to support cardiovascular health, hormonal function, and a healthy libido. Your purchase not only supports this channel, but the business of a former Hawkeye. Visit GoAscentNutrition.com or click the link in the description below and use the code Hawkeyes. That's the code Hawkeyes to receive 15% off your total order from Ascent Nutrition. All right, appreciate uh, Ascent Nutrition. And uh, as I've said before, I talked about Iowa floor covering earlier, but Lance Shuttler with Ascent Nutrition. If you're enjoying, I have certainly a lot of really good comments here this evening. You're enjoying the content as always. Thank you for that, those kind remarks. But the biggest way you can thank us and thank the people who are supporting us is by supporting those people. Uh, that means uh, browsing their stores, certainly uh, Iowa floor covering. If you've got a project you're taking uh, under and especially uh, in Iowa in the Midwest, you want to support local, do so with IFC down in Bondurant and certainly Ascent Nutrition and former Iowa graduate and Lance Shuttler. Great products. Got some of their pine pollen powder next to me right here. So certainly check it out. Great health products and uh, again, available at GoAscentNutrition.com. We've got a lot of questions that I've missed. We're going to try to go somewhat quick fire here because I don't want to keep you here all night, Brad. Whatever. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm whatever you guys want. I'm all D. Rolison says... Wrestling isn't a major sport in Iowa City. Can you expound on wrestling NIL? I think we kind of touched on that. You you talked about it's not obviously involved directly with the Swarm, but you have the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Yeah, and then I, I saw the other the uh, most recent question here from uh, where is the question? Somebody made a question a comment about UFC. Do you know anything about the connection with UFC sponsoring the wrestling team? Do they get NIL off of that? Again, I know this is kind of out of your realm to an extent. Do you, can you comment on wrestling at all further? I can't. I can't speak to that. I don't. I don't have all the details. I've heard this, but I, I don't have any of the details there, so I'm not much help. Okay. Um, the good question here from BMF three ninety five. Are NIL packages committed to Proctor Van Ness? Uh, now uh, easy to distribute to other players or are the companies reluctant to give to others? What's well, Van Ness and Proctor in the same boat as far as how that went down, but I understand the question. Anyway. Yeah. I think the question is if, 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 if those guys had deals and they left to go somewhere else, does that free up money to give to some other player? And I think the answer to that is, Partially, um, you, you know, there's going to be so, someone is going to be more apt to more apt to want to. Yeah, how should I say this? There's 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 some appeal, right, to to a couple of the players that you're mentioning there, um, and 
if I went to them and said, hey, you know what, um, I'd like to get something for our backup safety, you know, they're going to say, no, thanks. You know, um, I'll, I'll, ta- I'll keep my money. That person isn't going to help us at all. Right. That isn't going to help market for us. And, and you know, the, the, there's something um, that some of these local businesses like about an Iowa kid um, that's very marketable. Cooper DeGene is going to become – he's already marketable. He's going to be incredibly marketable. Um, he reminds me of Tim Dwight back from my days. I mean, he's he's just he's just got it, you know. Um, and and so I think it's not easy is really maybe the answer to the question. It's not necessarily easy. It sounds like it's easy, but it's really not um, because the people that are or the companies that are offering these deals are offering the deal for a specific player because of a, because of a specific reason. And it may have to do with both their 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 marketability as a player, but also their personality. If they're going to do a a a, a mark, you know, commercial or something for them, um, you can't. You know, you, you give it to somebody who's who's sort of not very dynamic. Um, may not may not be worth as much to them. Jennifer says, "How any idea how much Alabama handed to uh, Caden Proctor? It, can you dispel or not not dispel, but can you comment on the narrative out there that uh, be, because the, the, I can just tell you if you you ask Caden's camp, okay, yeah, uh, be, because I, I I relayed that information on this very show. Caden's camp kept telling me, and I'm sure telling a lot of people that." This was in no way, in nothing about this was about money whatsoever. You're probably going to give me a different perspective. Can you talk specifically on the Caden Proctor loss? I was disappointed. Um, like you and a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I was very disappointed, and and I and I was one. This 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 will help the 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 Brian haters out there. Up until the very end, I was telling people he's coming. Guys, he's coming. He's taking these these trips just for for grins. He's trying. He's a he, he's enjoying being an eighteen year old highly coveted player, and he's a, he's just having fun. You know, I was with his I was with his agent when at the uh, what game was that? Was that the Wisconsin game? Whatever game it was, where he visited Oregon, and I'm like, yeah, dude, what's your guy doing in in you know, out in Eugene right now. He's like, he's just having fun, man. Don't worry. He's a hundred percent solid. You you have nothing to worry about. I'd tell you if you have something to worry about, you got nothing to worry about. And I kept hearing you got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Then I then I guess at this point I have nothing to worry about. Is <laughs> he's not here. Um so so you know I, I thought I had the answer right up until I didn't. Um could be the same way with the Brian situation. Um I you know I Think that he's coming back as the offensive coordinator? I could be wrong. It could be behind this. Their screens are going like this right now. Bro. Yeah, I know. I know. There's 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 a lot of that out there. I get it. I get it. Um, but, but, but how can, can you do? You know how much nil was a factor? No, that's 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 the hard part, right? Um, that's that's it. that's the difficulty of it is that I don't know exactly what Alabama offered him. I have no idea. You know that that's the weird part. As I mentioned earlier in this show, you don't know. It's not like it's it's got to be reported somewhere and filed 
that's a publicly available thing that I can that I can then that I can look up. Um, I'm with everybody else, or not everybody, but a lot of other people who who tend to believe that uh, uh, that that he benefited pretty well financially going to to Alabama. I, I believe that. I you know that's my personal opinion, but I don't have any any you know I don't have any facts to support that. I don't. I don't. I. I. I, I would tell you if I did. I don't. Um, so it's 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 disappointing. But sorry, I don't have a better answer for you. Um, but you know, hope he does. Hope he does well. Uh, hope he gets homesick and he wants to come back to Iowa. Um, the collective's always there if he. Yeah, I hope he gets homesick. I hope he gets homesick. Although I, I've also was told that his family moved there too. I don't know if any of that's true. I don't. Well, I'm worried about the people inside the football facility, not the ones that are going somewhere else. Brody, thank you for the super chat, Brody. Wish I would have found your channel during the season, caught the last post game, and really liked it. Looking forward to next season. Thank you, Brody, and, and appreciate you setting the example and supporting the channel by means of a super chat. Thank you for that. A reminder to everybody, we've been talking about joining the Swarm. If you want to support this channel by means of donations, you can do so. PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. Credit card by means of the PayPal link, all in our description. Again, PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App to donate. You can also donate by Google. Super chat, super thanks, super sticker. That's with the uh, system that YouTube has in place. So you can do so uh, by means of the live stream. Uh, the Organic Veil Radio. Thank you, Brody, for the super chat. That is appreciated. The Organic Veil Radio. How do I find more information on the swarm? I'm going to throw it up here in the live chat again. And when this show is posted, when it's when we're done here on the air, I'm going to actually throw it up in the link uh, description uh, below the video. And I want to make this clear. Uh, Brad is not sponsoring this show this evening. Uh, if people want to know why are you having this person on who's uh, basically advertising for the swarm. Uh, long story short, it's because it's my show and I can do what I want. Uh, <laughs> so th I'm just making that clear because it, you are working uh, – as you said, you are not making a. People miss this in the first part. So you're not making a profit off of this. No. You're, this is part of how college. This is how college footballs operate. So I wanted to get your perspective. I wanted you to educate, to inform, and if that turns into more, uh, more donations and more membership for you, so be it. Hopefully, people yeah. appreciate it from both of our perspectives this evening, and I've enjoyed this conversation. So I just wanted to make that clear. Uh, ZJ says, if the NCAA changes the portal rules, which I thought they might be doing to limit number of times someone can transfer, will that benefit NIL a little more so it doesn't look like pay for play? Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, if, it, if they made it so that, that a kid has to sit out if they want to go to another school, that would that the, the 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 transfer portal would dry up quite a bit, right? And then there wouldn't be nearly as much, you know, I'm going to go leave this school to go to that school because I know I'm going to get a better deal. I will tell you this: this is going to come. This isn't going to come as a surprise. There are the kids in the inside our football facility and basketball facility are getting hit up by other programs. Um, not not the coach. I'm not saying the coaches, but 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 by representatives of other programs, and and like I would be a representative, for example. I'm not doing that, but there are other there are people that are pulling at our players to to leave Iowa to go somewhere else. Yeah, 
and and that's the fight we we're we're under. Um, we we were able to give sixteen, actually eighteen, offered NIL deals to football players before the bowl game, and that helped solidify our roster. I'm not saying all those people were going to leave. They may not have, but I think some of them might have. And um, the swarm is making a difference with everybody's help. Tyler says, uh, Corey, did you see this? I guess he's, this is towards me. Did you see yeah. Tyler Barnes follow Joshua DeBerry, possible DB ad? I did see that. Uh, you know, Iowa fans like to uh, scour who Tyler Barnes is following on social media, Brad. So, uh, um, that doesn't, that's not always an indication of uh, that I was going to offer said recruit. You brought up uh, Rusty Feff, though, earlier. Um, he's got offers from, I think, what he's reported offers from West Virginia, Purdue. I don't believe he's reported an Iowa offer yet, but he is visiting, reportedly visiting. You just confirmed that here a, a few minutes ago. Yeah, Nick Rusty- Jackson's going to be in this weekend, too. It, say that again. Nick Jackson, the, the kid from, uh, from Virginia. So yeah. who's the bigger? Yeah you could argue is the bigger fish of the two. I mean, I'm not saying I would need both, but yeah, uh, yeah. He, well, he, he's the one that's more decorated, right? He, I mean, three time, all ACC linebacker. That doesn't suck. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's really interesting with this portal stuff. If you think about it, um, just to give you some more insight, it, you know, it all happens really fast. And watching the Iowa coaches, they, they, a player hits the portal, suddenly they're cutting up tape. They're trying to find out whether this person's a bad apple or not, right? And that's happened, by the way. Kids that, that wanted to come here and, and you know, they, they look good on tape, everything looks great, and then they find out they're a, they're a problem. And, you know, but they're just digging, digging, digging to make sure that the right kids come through those doors, and character matters to our coaches. They they really really uh, put an emphasis on that, and uh, it's been interesting to watch them work so hard, so fast, and so many hours um, during this this season to uh, to try to find the right new pieces to add to the program. Treshawn Holden, can we just real quickly mention him? How how accurate are the reports that Iowa? I mean, how, how involved was Iowa there? I'm assuming there was substance to that, that Cade was in t- contact with him. Those yeah, that, there's there's some of what I mentioned before that, that could be attributable to, to to that situation. But, you know, I can't speak too, too specific. But, but again, those kinds of things, you know, that, that's a, that's a, it's an example like that where you, you, <laughs> you know, they have to, they have to, they have to find out real fast whether this person is somebody they want or not because they're not going to, you know, this isn't something you draw out for a year. You don't draw out for for a month. I mean, it's literally, it's like it's quick. It's like speed dating, and yeah, and you're and you're getting married, right? I mean, it, think about that. That's really what it is. Um, and so, our coaching staff really works hard on that stuff. And 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 so, people that you think we're interested in. And we we follow them on Twitter and we whatever else. That doesn't mean we're going to offer them and and bring them in through the bring them in through the doors. It just means that there's initial interest, and then they have to go through all of their checklists of stuff, whether it's being able to play, whether it's academics, whether it's character. I mean, all that stuff. Um, so it's a it's, it's the record a process. Treshawn Holden 
uh, whatever baggage he had, and that was a report out there, and it sounds like that's accurate, uh, the baggage wasn't too much for Oregon to take on. So there are different values, different places, right? I mean, that's yeah. fair yeah. to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, you know, there's there's other organizations will take on more risk, you know. Yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll take you. Know, he may have been not so good for you, but I think he's going to be fine for us because we're going to be able to know how to handle that kind of a person. Right. Kenton says, thank you, Corey. Thank you, Brad. Join the swarm. Thank you for the super chat, Kenton. Appreciate you being here as always. Let's get to uh, Tony, who's been on hold for plenty of time. I don't know how, how long you've been on hold, Tony, but uh, th- thank you for joining the show, Tony. You know, I always say, pay your bills first, Corey. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm I'm a very basketball-centric caller, just so you know, Brad. Um, Can I move a little bit bit further into the Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to to get that. There we go. There we go. Oh, hold on. Uh, There we go. go. We're good. We're good. I'll sit right here. Here we go. Okay. Um, First of all, like you mentioned those geolocators. I, I hate I hate those things living in South Dakota, right on the Iowa border, and I can't sports bet because of those, <laughs> those things are like right down to the square inch. I, I swear, like oh, you have to go across. It, it's amazing. Um, I had a question for you. You said you were drinking a beer. What were you drinking? Uh, Stella Artois. Okay. I'm drinking a cold snap because I'm in South Dakota and it's one one degree exactly. I'm looking at my temperature thing right now. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, I think we got you by about 70 where I'm at. I, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Um, Don't be. I had a hurricane destroy my house three months ago. When I had a, a foot and a half of snow. Foot, you know, so it's, it is what it is. Um, I'm glad you brought up Texas Tech basketball, though. Can you uh, or were you involved with everything when uh, we were uh, recruiting Fardal? I don't know how you say his name or anything. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't. I, um, I, I knew we were after him. Um, and, and I've heard I, there's a lot of stories out there, obviously, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, just real quick to piggyback up, this is Tony's time. It just well, I, that fine. was one of my questions for you. Uh, Fran has made I should say this that I've been told on good authority uh, that Fran has been very open, not necessarily with the media, but he's been very open um, with certain organizations, certain events. He's been open about how he lost players during this past summer because of NIL. And I know one of those players that went to an SEC school. uh, Well, you said it. Said reported player had a six-figure deal waiting for him there, and Iowa. That was part of the reason Iowa couldn't land him. He was not a portal recruit, but but yeah. they lost, you know, Akuba, the kid for, that went to Ole Miss. How accurate are those reports, and how far has the swarm come? Has Iowa's NIL collected? It's, really, it's really, it's really funny. I had like the we just we just did our press conference. I got home, everything was great, and and Fran calls me. And this is when the you know one of the kids was was trying to decide, and he says, you you know, I think we're going to lose unless you've got this amount of money that, you, that you're ready to that you're ready. To. I'm like Fran, Fran, I've got like four members right now. I and and none and they're each giving me like nineteen dollars a month. I, I you know I, I I don't have what you want. Um, I said, but maybe someday. Um, so. So, yeah, it, it was tough for him because we had just gotten started. And, 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 you know, my hunch is 
and again, we haven't talked about it specifically yet, but my hunch is, is that that Fran's going to probably want a big in the portal next year. I mean, if I was to, you know, again, I, we'll see. He, he may have other ideas. I don't know. And he's the one that calls the shots for sure. But looking at the roster, watching every game, um, I, 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 you know, a big might be something that we're going to need. Uh, experience big next year. Um, Phillip's gone. Um, you know, so that's just a hunch. And, and, you know, those, those guys, you have Freeman coming in, but, you know, true freshman, big 10, you know, there's a little bit of development there. You know, big bigs usually take a little while to develop. Right. And, and so, you know, it's rare that you get a, a freshman big that comes in there and takes the world over by storm in a, in a power five conference. And so, so it would make sense to me that a that a transfer big may be something that we're looking looking for, like we were really last year. We just didn't find. And just real quickly, and then I'll hand it to you, Tony. If you got anything else, the the Philip Robracha story is fantastic because he's a kid who I'm guessing and I all had almost no impact on him. No. He would be so marketable if he had another year. Like if he wanted to jump in the portal after the year he's having, that dude is a hard nosed North Dakota. Well, he's not a North Dakota native, but you know what I'm saying. Like, what a story for him to come in here and develop the way he's developed. And Iowa won't have it. If the NIL, with the swarm now as it's in, in place and, and what what you guys, Brad, what you guys can offer Fran as it relates to the portal, they ain't going to have no problems going to the portal this next offseason and getting the big. It's my opinion. Well, let's hope not. Not with, what, not with what you've done with Luca Garza and Philip Rabracha, plus now with the NIL incentives. Tony? Um, no, and I, I do want to say um, the podcast did uh, influence me. I'm now a, I think it's champion member. Does that sound right? The nice. You, you have another, you have another member due to the. That's great. Thank you. I appreciate. Yeah. It. Not a problem. Yeah, by the um, way, I, I, just real quickly, Tony. That means you can't support me less. See, I'm gonna fall. I'm no, not, no. I still, you know, I, you know, I, I support you. I am not you. gonna fall. Listen, I am not yeah. gonna follow the example of gary barda i'm still going to have brad on this show here yeah without fear of repercussions for donations to my show <laughs> no still 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 like subscribe share this podcast because it helps everyone here. i'll always say donate yes donate yes. here yes yes anyways the uh, more exposure to iowa athletics the better i will say that um yes. what um something by i way, talked oh, to by the way one thing about philip okay. interrupting no, go ahead. we haven't we haven't touched on foreign student athletes can't get nil money right oh, so Tori taylor philip robracha and josh okandule none of those can get nil money how bad how much does how stupid is that rule it sounds like there yeah. from what i've been told brad yeah. there are ways and you tell me if i'm wrong on this if you're where it sounds like there are ways around that there are <laughs> and, and, and I'm not saying anything specific, but don't like don't be surprised if there are like don't be ignorant to the idea that there are some major foreign athletes at the college level, not necessarily talking about Iowa, but that are still, like you said about other players being tantalized with money to leave. Mm -hmm. I, I I think it's fair to say that there are players that are that's happening that are foreign because there are ways around that. Right, Brad? Yeah. And, and, and certain schools, certain collectives just disregard some of this 
Um, others are very, uh, are very uh, original. Um, I think one of the schools not too far from where I, I live goes to like Canada and they take all their foreign student athletes up there and they shoot some commercials and get them paid for doing that in, in a different country. Um, it's funny you mentioned that school. It's funny you mentioned that school. Yeah. I, think I know what school you're talking about. Yeah, anyway, it was do. a school that was in my mind too. Probably. And, and, and so, you know, the, the, the rule is that they could get paid. I mean, if you're trying to, trying to get it done, they can get paid. They can get paid while they're here. And they need to be doing the work, whatever the work they're doing. They need to be doing that not here either. So they have to be doing something outside the United States and getting paid when they're outside the United States. So <laughs> that's just the weirdest thing. And so it's 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 difficult. And, you know, people like Tory Taylor have marketability. Uh, he does. Yeah. Uh, you know, does. I mean, we've seen punting as winning shirts and and stuff right um so well i don't think we're gonna punt much next year at least that's the that's the plan i think i was told that we're not we're not punting much so um in any event uh that's an interesting thing but go ahead sorry tony i interrupted you oh no no you're i'm very you're fine i just have one comment one question and one thing i'll close on um the question is how much do you like uh, the shoe deals and stuff like that? That's very prevalent in college basketball. How much is this going to like maybe cut down on stuff like that? Or have you, do you know much about stuff like that? Or I, I haven't been approached with any shoe deals. I think, you know, and again, they don't have to go through us. So it could be that some of the kids have a shoe deal that I don't even know about. Um, the hard part for the kids though, is if they don't go through us, you know, we, anything they make through us, we give them a 1099. Like we, we basically, we button everything up for them. You know, if they're getting paid from all different, different places, they're going to be getting either 1099s or they're getting something, you know, from a lot of different entities that they're going to have to give to their accountants or whoever to try to pay their taxes. Um, but, um, yeah, the, these these shoe deals. I don't know a lot about them, Tony. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a, it's just the the college basketball. You hear about like the kids that are in the Nike circuit or the Adidas circuit or whatever. Oh yeah, they're very faithful to the oh, shoe sure. brand. Oh, no, no, my my son yeah. my son does that. He, he, yeah, and and that the AAU basketball circuit is somewhat filthy. Um, yes. Oh, you, you it's dirty as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> there's some place for Adidas team, and 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 I can assure you that that you know when it's time for him to pick a school, um, the Adidas, the head of the Adidas circuit is going to you know is going to be insisting that he goes to an Adidas school, which mm -hmm. you know again that's the they're getting paid by Adidas, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Um, but in any event, yeah. In the suggestion I had, and this you can take it, leave it, and disregard it if you want. Um, I brought this up on a Colin show previous. I'd love to see the basketball team, or even you can do both basketball and football, um, rejuvenate the farewell tour. I don't know if you remember those where they went around to all the small areas in Iowa, and after the season was over for basketball, you could have the kids play like an exhibition game. That's what they did, you know, back in the late 90s. Um, 
and you could set your table up out there. You know, oh. you could go to a basketball gym. I, I don't know how that works. I don't, you know, more of the ins and outs. Of well, they, like that, right? the, the athletics probably won't let us do that. Okay. But they used to do it in the back of the 90s. Well, no, they, they, might, they might have the farewell tour, but they won't let Swarm. Gotcha. Spots. I mean, they wouldn't, let, they wouldn't let us put a table up in the Hawkeye huddle for the, in the bowl game. So why would they let us? What makes well, you I'm think? Just trying to think. Well, could the high school that sponsors it let you do that? Because if the high school is doing, I, I don't know how all that works. I'm just throwing yeah, out why, ideas. Why you got to do it? At, you don't got to do it at Iowa. Yeah, yeah. This is all. At, this is all at the high schools. Because I remember yeah. I'm from Fort Madison, small town, Iowa. And they uh, used no, to, my, my, one of my 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 next door neighbor in college is from Fort Madison. His name is Ryan Bone. Oh my! I went to his camp in Fort Madison. Like I, I'm like 2001 when I graduated. But like oh, you're a kid. Looks you're like, a kid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm still yeah. a kid. Yeah. I'm in between you and Corey, so You're we'll put kid. it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Ryan Bowen. I live right next to Ryan Bowen, J.R. Koch, and Kent McCoslin. They were all roommates, so it was the it was the golf, the golf, the golfers right next to the basketball players. That's wow, what a holy crew there. <laughs> I just didn't know how something like that could work. Like you know uh, more uh, the ins and outs that. Like I didn't know who sponsored those. I know Gary does because I brought it up with him on the you know the post-game show before, like how a farewell tour, or even like you did like a before the season, the football players go to local high schools. I don't know how something like that would work. I'm just throwing out an idea and uh, uh, I don't know how that yeah. works. But I love that you love March Madness. You go to the Bellagio oh, yeah. each, oh, you know, uh, oh, yeah. as you can see in my background, I got four TVs set up for March Madness every year and uh, good stuff. But thank you for your time. I'll see you, uh, Tomorrow night, Corey, and uh, thanks, Brad. I appreciate your time as well. Thank you. Live with Gary tomorrow. Thank you, sir. All right, we we are going to go. I'm starting to lose my mental focus here, Brad. We're going to go quick fire with a bunch of questions here. Okay. So uh, if you can be, I always say that to Don Patterson, and he goes on for five minutes. Love Don, but he that's what he does. So you can do the Budweiser uh, hot seat. That's fine. Let's go. Okay. So uh, T. Hank says, any update on receivers? Do you think I was done at this point with the loss? I think we're gonna. I think I think we'll take another receiver. I think we'll take another defense back. I think we'll take another offensive lineman. If we can get Nick Jackson as a linebacker, then we're done. I think four people is about the most we'd do. One of each. Can I ask if there was if, how if if you know of any uh, specific interest towards a guy that just transferred to Texas A and M? Uh, highly productive kid out of UTEP. Was there interest no, there? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Justin says, uh, until the recent drama, I didn't know about the swarm. So that's I've heard that from a couple people. So that is the whole situation. Didn't reflect well on Iowa, nor should it have. That's okay. But it, it did do be- – I've heard people speculate on this, and, and see, this is proof. It actually did good things. Uh, Ryan says, what role does the iClub have in all of this? None of any fact they won't they yeah, won't I, uh, so here's the thing so the i clubs get sponsored by the athletic department they take money from the athletic department to run okay and so if i if the i clubs actually try to raise money for us then it could be construed that the athletic department is funding us kind of right. sort of yeah indirectly which you know they can't do so my my luck with the iClubs has been not much but i will tell you that at least one iClub maybe two 
are thinking of disassociating themselves from the university so that they can be supportive of Swarm because they realize that that their donations would be better suited to Swarm rather than going to facilities. So um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Cole, thank you for the super chat. Cole, appreciate that donation. He says, how much do you pay attention? He's a Nebraska fan. How much do you pay attention to other Big Ten collectives and do you guys talk to each other? Um, I pay attention. I'm jealous of Nebraska. They've got they've got a pretty big, pretty uh, uh, hefty, hefty uh, supporter there. Um, Nebraska is doing great in the NIL space. Um, I try to pay attention to what's going on with the other Big Ten collectives as best that I can. Sometimes there's not a lot of information there, but um, there is a there is a network, and there are weekly chats and info things where where you'll get to to get some 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 insights. Um, and so we do talk to each other. A lot of times it's around specific stuff, like hey, how many? What, what are you? How are you handling your foreign? student athletes how are you, you know the things that you actually you know we're trying to help each other navigate this space um i want to beat their brains in including you at nebraska um but but the, but at the same time in the spirit of trying to be helpful because most of these people running collectives aren't getting rich on it i mean and i'm the opposite of that i'm just losing money um so uh we're, we're just just trying to help each other kind of get through it. So, um, so there is a certain amount of, of, of coordination. Coordination is not the right word. Collaboration is probably a better one. Um, T. Hank says, can the swarm be used for a buyout? <laughs> so, so at this point, absolutely not. Okay. The rumor was that Scott Frost was, you know, his buyout was covered by a big donor, but yeah. That that's possible. Yeah, that's, of that's different than what we're talking. That's different than what you, you as as an organization. Yeah, yeah. Is. The, yeah it, it, imagine that I've got big donor that helps us. It certainly could be that that same donor, um, correct, paid for the buyout, but it wouldn't be through us. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, D. Rolfson. Uh, so I think we talked about that. We just answered this question from someone else about iClub. Um, one time a month. Wow. Put me on the payroll. <laughs> Michael says, why not? Uh, uh, see, all these people have ideas and, and that's fine. Uh, Michael Hello. says, why not a fund to simply buy players to come like the SEC schools like Spire? What is Spire? I don't know. But I uh, think he's basically saying, why not just have a fund to buy players and, you know, like the SEC schools do um, because it's illegal to, to do that. It's uh, that, that's pay to play, right? Um, so yeah, Scott says, uh, what about getting former players involved in advertising along with donations? Kirk has made a lot of three stars, millions. Have they been contacted? I saw somebody said, uh, has George Kittle written a check yet? Nope. Um, why have there been efforts in that? Have there been efforts from your end to try to get former athletes to support the collective in that way? Or is yeah, that really it's been, that's actually been somewhat disappointing. Um, now, could George Kittle still come around for sure? He's he's in the middle of his season. You know, he's got a kind of a – I think he's probably not going to be available this Sunday um, to chat. Probably, uh, probably not. Um, so so have, have I given up on that? No. But have I 
have a lot of former players donated? No. Has has uh, is Dallas Clark agreed to be on my board? Yes. So am I hopeful that he will donate? Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, it's really interesting, the, the psychology of it. I think some of the folks that are playing, still playing now, um, while they may be for the, the student athletes getting paid, they might, they are, there's also a, a sentiment by some of them saying, well, I never got paid, so why should I, you know, why is it my job to pay them? Let's let the boosters pay them, you know. I never got paid. Um, D. Rollison, I think we answered this question earlier about wrestling. You can certainly go back later and listen to we we talked about this a couple yeah. times. We really don't yeah. have a whole lot to. Brad doesn't have a whole lot to add on the wrestling end. No. Um, Chase says, Brad, do you know if Fran intends for basketball Iowa basketball to be a strong player in the portal this year? Is it true that they have a nice chunk of money raised to do so? I think that that you know. I can't speak for Fran, and it's always fluid, right? Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm no dummy. I, 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 I know what their roster looks like, and I do think that they're going to probably be a player in the portal. Um, they were trying to be a player last year, and they just didn't get the right guy um, or the guys they wanted. They just didn't get. Um, do they have a lot raised? Uh, we're working on that. <laughs> That's it's a work in progress. We don't we don't have much time either. We got to get we got to get, get going. Please help us. T. Hank, thank you for the compliment. Um, Steve says, "What about partnering with other corporate sponsors?" Uh, Clay says, "Ever consider using the plane that flies around Iowa City on game days for advertising?" Carrie, she says, "You could make a promotional poster that could be downloaded and printed, and put it on your website. Fans that care enough to check the website could share with local businesses." Um, it's interesting. Ideas, yeah. There's nothing wrong with ideas, but you, oh, you I love you've, it. Had, yeah. you've had a lot of time, to, a lot of experience in trying to build things. So, uh, no, no, these are all good ideas. I appreciate them. Always turning. Uh, Acriel says, "Would making merchandise and selling it separately on the website be possibility? Is is that happening right now?" Well, since you asked, um, the, the one of the one of the the great gifts I got whenever I took this thing over, and and being called the Swarm, I didn't name that. It was a, the, the the group I took this over with from named this the Swarm, and uh, it turns out that uh, somebody else has the has the rights to putting Swarm on apparel. <laughs> okay. Uh, a group out of Des Moines, and and so what I what I the, the accord that I think we've struck with them is that we won't sell any swarm merchandise. We'll just give it away. So we're not profiting on that stuff. They they can alone profit on something that says swarm. It won't have our logo on it. I think we could probably win a court case. Do I want to use donor dollars or my dollars to sue or to to go down that lawsuit? No. So. That's where we're at. Uh, Carrie says, do you think it's a partly a generational issue with Gary Barta? This is a fairly new way of approaching the organization, how we attract players. Change can be hard. Change is a big part of this, right? Yeah. Uh, Brad, this is sure. history and it's come on quick. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I, I Carrie, I, I think you're, you're on to it. Um, not saying that, that Gary's got his head completely in the sand or anything, but I also would, would tell you that he's not alone in that demographic with, that sort of mindset, right? Um, you know, the, the hard, one of the hard parts about NIL is 
the people that have the most money that can contribute tend to be the ones that have the most negative, the biggest negative connotation or the biggest, the, the most negativity towards it. So that's, it's a, it's a, it's something that has to evolve. Jesse says you have places like AM shelling out millions for the number one football recruiting class. Does Brad think this model is sustainable for NCAA athletics or will there be future changes? You said earlier, you think there'll be rule changes. You don't know how it'll look, but things will move. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll, they'll move in. And I I've seen all sorts of thoughts, you, you know, about it. And, you know, one I saw today that I thought was interesting was it was, this is really wild, but what if, because you know the 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 whole Title IX issues that that athletic departments have, you you could actually have. What if the collectives basically replace the athletic department? They're they're completely not affiliated with the university at all. The collective pays the coaches. The collective pays the players. The collective rents the facility from the university to play the games. You don't have to worry about Title IX or anything else. And the collective runs the athletics department. Very interesting concept, right? Um, it's a big concept. It's a big concept. It's a big concept. <laughs> may, may never, probably will never happen. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of thoughts out there, you know, wild thoughts like that out there. Um, I don't think it'll be sustainable to give those kinds of dollars to recruit to recruits. Imagine if you were one of those people that paid a million bucks for a player. And I mean, I mean you, you guys are complaining about Brian Ferentz and we, we've won nine games on average the last two years. Well, Texas A&M just won like four games, <laughs> you know, imagine writing a million dollar check and then we, and then, and then we win four games. You, you, yeah. I mean, it'd be torches and pitchforks, Right. Oh, there's this Erica person. I've always wanted to to talk to this Erica person because I the, the one I listened to a chat and she was on the whole time, and or a lot of the time, and I, and I was expecting to get to talk to this Erica person tonight, but but I guess this is as good as we get to do. Erica said, it was, she's yeah, she, okay. I think I know what you're talking." Erica says, "I seem to remember that we had someone else coming from Virginia. I don't think you're talking about the the is it Nick Jackson that's coming in." So I think where she's she's going she's talking is. About- Dyson Parker. Yes. And and um, he was he was committed to Virginia and decommitted from Virginia and is now on Iowa's campus now enrolled at the University of Iowa. And, and you know this, you can kind of get us up to speed. The difference between uh, a transfer in because he was on the Virginia website. I mean, so he was apparently had been accepted. Right. Um he had enrolled, right? Am I correct in saying he had enrolled? I don't know that for sure. So is that is is there are there complications with that when you have with like with Dejon Parker's situation? I guess for part A was was his situation nil was that a factor there and no 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 nope. okay and not to say that he won't get nil money while he's here, but I don't think it was a factor in his. I don't think that it was a factor in his decision. Okay. Well, or if it was, it was just. You know, hey, I know they've got a good NIL program talking to the student. He didn't ask me. I guess that maybe the better way I can say it, we did not have a discussion. I'm guessing he didn't have a whole lot of contact with, with Jackson, would be my guess. No, uh, I didn't. To answer, I to answer Eric's question. Yeah. Ryan says, uh, 
Ask former Hawks to go on podcast to mention the swarm. Kittle was on the Pat McAfee show recently. Two seconds would be huge. Yeah. Got to be willing to do that, right? That's a big ask for some yeah. of these high-profile guys. Yeah, uh, big Bolivar says, I think the people is people don't understand the whole thing. I was even unclear on it. This was very informative. Good. Uh, good, to, good to hear. Uh, Kerry says, what about a meet and greet with a player? If people sign up at a certain level, obviously that would have to be a fairly high dollar amount or it would get too much for the players. We already do that. Um, at our tailgates for football, um, we uh, bring basketball players in for a meet and greet. Uh, for people at a certain level, take pictures, autographs, whatever. Um, we haven't done it with football players yet because they've just now gotten out of season, but that will happen um, at a basketball game or two in the next month. Dennis says, always the same callers. Now, Dennis is a premium subscriber here. Thank you for your subscription, Dennis, and your support. But I always say to people who complain about the same callers, it's always people that never call. So it's like if you want to support by different call, you got to actually call. We actually have to be, we got, you know, we have hundreds of people watching, thousands of people watching the shows at times, but people got to call. So, anyways, I do appreciate the callers who have been here. And thank you, Dennis, for being a premium subscriber. And he says, Are you the only NIL swarm collective? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Iowa? Is it called the Iowa City NIL? Yeah. What, what, can, uh. Give us an idea of the difference. Um, there. You know, I, I, I <laughs> so that organization is run by, I can tell you what I know. Um, what, what I know is that there's an organization called Yoke, a for-profit entity. I think they're out of, out of the Northeast and they've gone to a lot of universities and um, set up, they set up like a, a, a message board and something else. And um, players can can you can become a member, and I think it's two hundred bucks ish a year um, to be member of their of that club. And and um, student athletes might post stuff on that message board from time to time. Um, I haven't heard a lot that's been happening with ours. Um, I, I, I guess I get the impression that. It's. It, I shouldn't say it's dying a slow death. I don't know. I guess I. I just haven't heard much about it at all since it. Its inception. Um. You know. I. 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 I don't know what to, else to say other than I just haven't heard much about them. Um. I can tell you that. 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 All three of the head coaches endorse us. Hundred percent. Um. Not trying to. I'm not trying to be competitive here. I. <laughs> I, you know, I just don't know what the NIL club there is really doing. Um, so, but, but other than that, we are the only one. And um, I know that we are the most substantial one at this point. LFG, you guys are still going. Yes, we are. We're, we're wrapping this thing up. Yeah. Uh, we've hit the two and a half hour mark. Jake, thank you for being a premium subscriber and says, great show. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. He says, Corey, can you have Brad on again? He adds, uh, thanks for having Brad on as a guest. Thank you for the, the super chat, Lemansky. Very much appreciated the generous super chat from Lemansky, who called in earlier, one of our regular callers who we always appreciate having on here during our postgame coverage with Coach Close and, of course, Coach Patterson and on the Hawkeye Hangout shows right here. So thank you for uh, for that, Lemansky. Uh, is there anything I didn't cover? Uh, and I, if I miss your comment in the chat, I apologize. I had a lot of comments, which is great. Anything I didn't cover, uh, Brad, that, that 
you feel. I mean, obviously, the, I guess one thing that I had written down that I wanted to touch on, Iowa just announced a new NIL marketplace initiative. It sounds like that's pretty much uh, in unison with what universities are doing across the country. It, it kind of is, is it fair to say it kind of enables individual student athletes the ability to uh, or I should say the organization to be able to profit on individual deals as a person. I mean, you get what I'm saying there? I think I think it's 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 so that a student athlete can go out there and market themselves in some way and and you know the way I understand it might be that you know they could say hey I'll 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 call and wish you a happy birthday for 10 bucks and then you sign up and then they'll call you on your birthday or something you it's know like what I mean? Yeah, I think it's stuff like that. I, I, you know, I don't know that it's a, I, I, I don't know that it's going to move the needle. It's not going to get players. I can tell you that. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what it's going to do. Uh, to be honest, and I don't want to, I don't want to disparage it. I, you know, I welcome any and all opportunities for these kids to make money. Um, but I think it's an off-the-shelf um, product that exists in a lot of different places and. And student athletes can can explore that if they want, and and who knows what they'll get from it. I I, I don't know, but I don't think that it's going to be the, the kinds of dollars that that we're talking about in and in, in in the swarm. Yeah, Iowa Hawkeyes NIL Marketplace uh, brought to you by Open Doors, which is I'm guessing is a for profit organization. It has to be for profit. They're doing mm-hmm. stuff with uh, universities yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, again, thank you, Lemansky, for the super chat. Jesse says, what is Brad's prediction on a record for Iowa football? Do you care to to throw that into the mix since it was asked? Sure, we're gonna we're gonna win more than we're gonna win more than ten games next year. Okay. Put you on the record. I'm right. That, that, includes, that, includes, that includes the bowl. Regardless of staff, I know you said earlier you don't believe we'll have staff changes. Uh I, you know, we'll see on that. We're we're gonna find that we'll out here. We've got a pretty favorable schedule. Um yes, yeah, yeah a favorable schedule. I think we've got a better roster. I think we're we're weak at linebacker currently on defense, but we'll Phil Parker's going to find a way. I think our offense is going to be substantially better. I think Deontay Vines is going to take a big step forward. Um, I think Luke Lachey is going to be the best tight end in the in the Big Ten, and Eric All is going to be right there with him. Um, we're going to. I think our line is going to be a year older and stronger. And uh, Caleb Johnson's going to run all over people. So, and you got Cade McNamara. We got, I mean, we got, we've got a, we've got a quarterback that took his team to the Big Ten championship, won a Big Ten championship, and took him to the college football playoff. This is going to be a great season. I'm fired up. And this is after having a beer. You're still fired up. Usually that. Oh, I'm, I'm more fired up after beer. <laughs> Again, thank you, everybody, being here. Um, I, I apologize if I if I didn't get to your question. We, we do need to wrap up here. Um, Organic Veil Radio, thank you for the compliment. Everybody who's been very complimentary is Cyhawk, C-Money. Uh, thank you, Brad, and appreciate uh, you supporting the show here. Um, Carrie, very active in our chat. Just everybody, thank you for being here this evening. Um, and, uh, again, if anybody wants to uh, find more information on the Swarm Collective, which is the primary driving force for Iowa football players to profit off name, image, and likeness, which is a major factor in recruiting for Iowa basketball. We're talking men's and women's hoops and Iowa football. Uh, certainly, 
uh, go to uh, well, what you go ahead and give your little uh, spiel here. Iowaswarm.com and become a member today. And I'm going to throw that up. So I put it in the live chat earlier. As soon as this show posts, I'm going to add the link so you can click it directly from the description below this video. Uh, so if you're interested in doing that, uh, please consider it. And of course, to support our show, as I say, each and every uh, each and every show, you can shop Amazon with us by means of the link in the description below. We also, of course, have ways to donate uh, by means of PayPal, Cash App, Venmo. You can become a premium subscriber by clicking the join button next to the channel name here on YouTube. Um, and, of course, support the channel by sponsoring as well. Uh, you can reach out to me from the eye of the storm at Outlook.com. That's from the eye of the storm at Outlook.com. A reminder to please hit the like button, subscribe if you've not done so. All of these longer shows are podcasted on your favorite platforms, Spotify, Anchor, etc., you can follow me on uh, Twitter at from the Hawkeye and at from the Hawkeye and Instagram from the Hawkeye of the storm on Facebook. And of course I will be live with former Iowa assistant coach Gary close tomorrow following Iowa and Michigan state Hawkeyes in need of a uh, bounce back victory, Brad. So we'll hope to get one Do it. tomorrow evening against that's a tough place to play. As you know, the brand real tough doesn't get much tougher than the uh, president center's uh, house of horrors for, um, Iowa basketball, although I enjoyed watching the Chris Street uh, uh, special and watching and reliving the big comeback that we had there. Um, Incredible. That, that yeah. January. The two Michigan teams, what what a pair of games following a, a Fantastic. terrible tragedy. So, yeah. uh, Brad Heinrichs of uh, the Swarm Collective. Brad, thank you for, for the better part of three hours to, uh, talking about uh, Hawkeye athletics and, and your initiative and just Hawkeye football, Hawkeye basketball, et cetera. And uh, we'll look forward to hopefully uh, really positive news down the road in part because of what you're doing. So thank you and, and appreciate thank you. you joining the show. Thanks for, having, thanks for having me. I'd love to do it again sometime. All right, folks, for Brad Heinrichs, I'm Corey Brad here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. We'll talk to you tomorrow night.